Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Irrelevant Podcast. Merry Christmas, because this episode is probably not going to come out till after Christmas. Hey. And this just is going to be the New Year's episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't released the last one. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, maybe if... Because I'm going to bring my computer, maybe, like, we could do something. But I don't know. I'm just probably going to be busy over there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I don't know what you're doing, but... Who knows, but probably we'll be busy too. So yeah. let's make it count. Are you going out of town or like what are you doing? Yeah, just to visit my parents and then New Year's I'm going to Richmond for a party. New Year's, nice. Yeah. It's cool. Are you going to serenade everybody with your campfire guitar? This is Richmond, so probably not. <laughs> really? I, I just kind of assume that it's, it is Richmond because they're like, Kind of, you know, it kind of. No, I gotta dust off my slam poetry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but I thought the same kind of. I had the same line of thinking because they're pretty blue. Um, I don't know. Pretty blue. <laughs> I don't know if I've even been there. It's cool and it's also really fucking dumb. Yeah, so. I mean, it's kind of like Manassas. Like Manassas is 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 really weird. It is nothing like Manassas. No, but Manassas is pretty cool because it has like a bunch of shit here, but it's still kind of weird. Where it's like, what? I don't know. Like, there's some. I will. There's some confusing things I w- here. <laughs> I will say that the the restaurants in Richmond are fucking phenomenal. Like, there are tons of good restaurants. Mm, okay. I feel like most American cities like that have good. Like the, I'm like you gotta have good restaurants in a city. Yeah, if your artsy city doesn't have good restaurants, you might as well just fucking close shop because yeah. no one else wants to go there and deal with the people. Exactly. <laughs> like you ever been to Savannah, Georgia? I have. Savannah's really nice. Yeah, that has some cool, um, not just restaurants. It has a lot of cool, um, like bakeries and stuff like that. Like we we went to like a cookie store and they had some cool stuff. Um, yeah, and they had some cool art stuff. I mean, a lot of the art, I think, is just hideous, but um, so, some of it was cool. And, like, um, it, it... Savannah also has a big music scene as well. Yeah, I didn't check out any of that. I don't... Um, Always local artists playing on the street and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't hear any of that, actually. I don't know why, but maybe I was in the wrong part. I don't know. Possibly. We're in the wrong time of year, but... Yeah. Well, yeah, it was... But yeah. I was there during the summertime. Oh, right time of year, just wrong place then. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. But um, they had a really pretty Catholic church there. Yeah, they have really pretty old architecture, a bunch of Spanish moss everywhere. Um, we went uh, around the time when they were doing ghost tours. So we went to a lot of spooky taverns and we did like a... I think it was a horse and carriage drive through of the old city mm. and they were pointing out all the all the old windows and the houses that were haunted and all that shit. Is it um it's not like a Spanish city, is it? It's not like ancestrally Spanish. I have no idea. Okay. It just I don't even know if it's Spanish architecture. I just know that you know, I didn't think it was the but... moss, but I don't know. Well yeah, the moss is just Spanish moss just because that's what <laughs> isn't it just because they found it or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the cathedral, like the I, I, I guess it was the cathedral. Like, I didn't know, but um, it was like this really cool neo gothic style, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. 
is it's perfect for Halloween. It looks really fucking sick. Yeah, that 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 that's a that's a good point. Um, because there's like the there's like the old school gothic, which like you can find that stuff in Germany, and those are like right. some of the most gorgeous like things ever like humans have ever built. And like they're so um. Like kind of, but like gothic architecture is characterized by a lot, lots of like pointiness, you know. Like it's it's sharp and pointy and like tall, and it's very and yeah. it's very dark. Very Tim Burton. Yes, ex- exactly. Um, yeah, like speaking of Tim Burton, we can go into that. I don't know if you've seen the the new Netflix series Wednesday. It's called Wednesday. Yeah. No, I have not heard about that. Lots of controversy around it but i watched a couple episodes but there's no point talking about it if you haven't seen it but yeah i don't Tim i don't even always hit or miss for yes me. exactly i was about to say that well it's about wednesday adams like it's it's I don't even, literally just about her life i don't even know who that is you never watched the adams family i guess that's way before your time i have heard of the adams family but i've never taken part in it okay so yes yeah, so <laughs> I, I guess it was before my time <laughs> it's before mine too but i just i've i've watched I I watched it a little bit as a kid, but anyway, right. um, <sighs> Tim Burton. Yeah, he. Um, have you ever seen Ed Wood? No, it's a similar kind of thing where it's just it's a biopic about Ed Wood. It's really really funny, and it just captures this like it just captures Ed Wood so perfectly and like what he was, or like what I guess I assume he was. Um, like, do you know who he is? No, I have no idea. Okay, so it's like Johnny Depp, um, and Johnny Depp is also very hit or miss. Um, and this is one of his hits. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, this is one of his hits. So he plays the director, Ed Wood, who is like famously the best, worst director of all time. Like he made so many bad movies. and But like the, the good thing, though, is like he just believed in himself, you know? And like he thought he was making something good. Like... Cause you know, like one, like one man's dream that ends up like, you know, he, he completely doesn't realize how bad it is, is always going to be funnier and like, you know, innocent and going to be good in that way than opposed to the, the, you know, like the movies that are just made to sell ads and stuff like that. Yeah. And I could totally see Johnny Depp playing that depressed character. <laughs> He's not really. That's the kind of thing. Like he just has this peppy, upbeat attitude, even though like everyone else around him, like, like some Hollywood producer or something like it just, you know, back when like that, it just is those times. He's like, ah, oh, well, you know, you're some uh, stupid woman or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it makes a lot of jokes about that. Um, and he famously cross-dressed. Um, it's kind of um kind of uncomfortable but it's not like that weird. I don't know. Was he hot? Is that why it made you uncomfortable? No, that's not why. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah, and the whole... fucking did wait so did Tim Burton direct that one? He did, and it's really pretty looking <clears throat> cuz he's always really good with visuals and stuff like that. So um well like I said, he's hit or miss cuz like the Alice in Wonderland movie, that is the ugliest piece of shit I've ever seen. And then and I'm gonna go. I hate the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reboot. I just oh, do. everyone does. Yeah, I haven't even seen the whole thing, and I'm like the parts I've seen were really bad. That's kind of my issue with him because like I like his surrealist point of view, 
especially how that translates into the visual art but a lot of it is just fucking ridiculous but the one thing that he got a lot of shit for that i never realized that everybody was calling him racist because he already casted like well because not anything overtly just the fact that he would never cast anybody that wasn't white as like an actual good character so or anytime he had like black characters they would just be more um stereotypes i guess what like the Oogie Boogie from yeah but like i didn't really think of that guy as being black <laughs> i don't know i i mean i just thought he'd be like a jazz singer or something yeah like, like, well, he's, like exactly. a, he's like an old black singer from he was that but i didn't see it as like a yeah, it wasn't as a racist thing yeah it wasn't like yeah exactly like he's just an old jazz singer because jazz is just yeah. traditionally a black like style of music right otherwise it'd be appropriation right <laughs> But um, but for this new series Wednesday, I mean the main character is Hispanic. The Adams family is a Hispanic family, pretty much. That's the whole. The, the, let me just explain what it's basically. The whole joke is uh, this gothic monster family was they basically did a satire of everyday life, and the joke was that the stuff that they thought was normal, everyone else thought was weird, but the stuff that they thought was weird, we think is normal. So okay. like, <laughs> I. It's like they basically were just playing on like old horror movie stereotypes. The family was weird. The the girl Wednesday Adams, she was always into freaking people out with the dark, edgy shit that she would say. Okay. Or um, this, but basically that was the whole joke. And I I don't know if I explained that well, but I can't think of any specific because I haven't seen it forever. But the whole point is that it's her life growing up in this school, and she's trying to like her dad's being framed for all these murders when she's trying to prove his innocence. But there's a lot of different diverse characters that he casted, but some of the characters that he casted were not really antagonists, but they were just kind of rivals to her and they were black. So people are like, there are no good fucking, you know, black characters in this series. The two that are in there are just bullies. But if you watch the rest of the season, they have like the most character arc because it explains why they are the way that they are. And it goes into depth. Like they're not one dimensional characters. That's good. So it's just, I mean, the series is kind of weird. Like some of it's kind of good, but a lot of it's just Gen Z retardedness. So yeah, I don't really want to take part or miss. Don't want to take part in Gen Z retardedness. (laughs) <laughs> so mm. I mean, I just think it's interesting that he's getting a lot of controversy now, even though he's just a fucking goofy little edge lord. That's true, and um, like I said, like I mean, I have to give credit where credit is due. Like his cringe stuff is so cringe, but like the stuff he's good at, he's like Seth MacFarlane, where like he's a really, really talented man. Like he can, yeah. like he can write poetry, he can do stop motion and like art he can paint and draw like he can like he conceived of all of the design for like a lot of his movies and like the night before christmas which he didn't even direct by the way which is kind of funny um it says tim burton's the night oh, did he not direct that movie no he he was the producer and he like he create like it's based off of a poem that he wrote um, um so yeah so like okay. that's I think Seth MacFarlane is the perfect guy to compare him to. There's just a lot of potential that's wasted, but also a lot of other stuff. I I good. still think Tim Burton's like a little better. Cuz yeah. like the good stuff he has is really good. Like I said like Ed Wood is fantastic. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um and also um what else like Guillermo del Toro is kind of in the same realm. I love all his visual stuff, but he also has a lot of dumb shit, too. Yeah, like, Pan's Labyrinth, like, based on yeah. my, you know, 
my interests in things. You'd think that that'd be like my favorite movie. And I, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was, you know, very well done. But like, there's just certain things. I don't know. Like, it just didn't really resonate with me as much as I thought it would. Like the ma- yeah, the main Hellboy, character, I think, is my favorite. Yeah, I haven't seen Hellboy actually. You should. It's fucking good. Okay. I heard the first one's like really generic, but this I heard the second one's really like vibrant and and stuff like that. The second one is the best one. Yeah, I would say. Okay. I wouldn't say the first one is generic. It's pretty, it's a unique concept. Well, not a unique concept, but it, the way that it's done, I feel like is a little bit fresh. But yeah, the second one is loads better. I mean, that's what I figured because Guillermo del Toro is pretty, um, he's pretty creative. Like I love, like, yeah. it's, like you said, his design. Like I love that, that creature in Pan's Labyrinth, like the humanoid with like the eyes on his hands and he puts his hands up on, you know, like where the eyes are supposed to be. Like that looks really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, every all the visual shit was cool, and I think in Pan's Labyrinth, didn't they have something similar to that? I haven't seen that movie in forever. It's in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I thought that was in. There's a, well, that, okay, so there's another scene in Hellboy where it's like that kind of thing too, like the hands on the eyes shit. Like he does that again in that movie. Oh, oh I I see, I see. That's what I'm saying. I think he used it in both movies, but a slightly different. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the same, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 cool. Like I. I I think it was YMS and like his his crew of uh, gentlemen refer like someone referred like they were watching the Oscars and I think like one of them referred to him as like Mexican Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says that about people that slightly are gray and beard and Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> no, but he like actually looks like Santa though. A little bit because he's like a. Hun- he also kind of looks like George R. R. Martin too. I think. Yeah, because he's like um, well, yeah, like he's Mexican, but he's like a hundred percent Castilian. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he is kind of like George R. R. Martin. But um, is George R. R. Martin American? Like, I don't know where he's from. I have no idea. I I assume I've I've heard him. He's either Canadian or American. He's somewhere North American. I don't. Know. Okay. The joke is that you know he's never gonna fucking finish the the the, the series. <laughs> yeah. I um. I I haven't watched. I maybe watched like. A half of an episode or a full one maybe but i've heard that people that were super fans were super disappointed about the ending it's hard like a, at a certain point in the series they stopped going off of the books apparently yeah i wouldn't know because i i don't really feel like watching it from what i've seen it didn't look like it was anything that special like it just looked like everything just reminds me of lord of the rings now like a shittier version of lord of the yeah, rings that's such a good because yeah, like you can clearly tell that like lord of the rings is just the best way to do fantasy and everything else is just a cheap knockoff. Yeah. It, I mean, to this credit, it is very difficult to be original in this song, in this type of genre, but still, I, I don't know. But it just, it's established so many trends, like the elves and the wizards and the, like all of that stuff. It's just, it, it's and the yeah. orcs, like it's all Tolkien and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what do you think is like the equivalent of Lord of the Rings, but like for sci-fi? Probably Star Trek. Okay. Would you say like Star Wars too? Because you can see a bunch of influence there in like other sci-fi stuff. Well, I, I I would say Star Wars has more influence than Star Trek, but I think as far as like sci-fi tropes go, Star Trek probably the most is what that, people copy. That is true because like Star Wars, when you look at it, it's kind of like a blend of sci-fi and fantasy because it, bl- it, yeah. it blends like the, the scientific mumbo-jumbo jargon of 
of Star Trek and then mixes that with like the knights and like the chivalry mixed with like Eastern cult. Like it's a really interesting concept. Like when, I mean, obviously Star Wars is kind of stupid now, but like when you actually look at the concept itself of like the original movie, it's a pretty interesting one. How it, it blends like Eastern and Western culture and religion and knights and samurai. It's, it's really cool. Like no one had ever really done that. Yeah, I think to me, Star Wars has always been more fantasy-oriented than sci-fi, and also yeah. more dystopian, whereas Star Trek, it wasn't really dystopian. It was more of like what societies and civilizations should advance to. Yeah, it, it, it was just I mean? like, like, just the, this is the future. Like, it's not like a, like, yeah. this is what the future, if you don't, it's just, no, this is the future. <laughs> exactly, and that's that was kind of the whole point. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a warning, yeah. It's just, yeah. we've taken the next step, we can go to space. What's out there? Yeah. Yeah, it, it made people excited to be in the future because they had some of the technologies. Like, obviously, everyone's like, oh, they, they predated the fucking cell phone. They can, you know, FaceTime on your phone. Like, all that shit. <laughs> so, and like, the watches, being able to, you know, activate all the shit on your watch. <coughs> so, yeah. I'm sure I, I, there I, I was there was stuff before that that knew, that knew, like, the secret agent stuff that they had some kind of, like, utility watch. I don't know. Probably. No, but, I mean, people have predicted the internet from, like, the 1500s they just didn't know that it was going to be called the internet like you can i forget like you can like read um i forgot like it was in some video i watched about people who predicted the future without us really realizing it um like there was that guy who predicted world war ii because he said after world one he's like this isn't peace it's just a temporary like it's just it's it's a stalemate right now you know and it's going to come back 20 years and it did or like um they like I said that that guy predicted the the internet he said like I don't remember who it was or when it was but all I remember is that it was a long time ago he predicted that there was going to be some sort of power that would connect the world and allow us to see other people from a far distance and be able to communicate with them and it would allow us to like you know exchange information at like a rapid rate right right cuz then I mean, it's not that difficult of a concept to think of because that's the whole point of, you know, doing trade routes and globalizing things as you're trying to make things more efficient. So everybody's always thinking ahead yeah. how to do that. And it's yeah. hard to do that now because it seems like everything is in the realm of possibility, but we just don't know how to make it efficient enough. Because now it's like, what? The... well, we've connected the whole world. Now what? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how do we do this better? <laughs> yep i can't think I mean, it's I like guess time travel would be the next big thing do you think we're gonna get to that i mean i'm not a physicist but the fact that i feel like if time travel was a thing because like it's theoretically possible but if it's realistically attainable probably not because i imagine that all the timelines would be just such a fucking disaster and obviously not even getting into the wrong hands but just Everybody that thinks they know what they're doing, one small misstep is catastrophic. Oh, yeah, because, like, I mean, or, that's just, that's taboo. Like, I just think, like, we're just not meant to meddle with that stuff. I mean, it would be cool to go back in time, but, like, yeah, like... Or if the theory is, like, multiple, like, parallel dimensions or it's different timelines, so it's, like, if they're changing or the, the past or altering the future, it's not going to be on our timeline. So if that theory is oh, true, then yeah, yeah, fucking I, we don't know. I forgot. Yeah, true. But I mean, I just, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, eh, I don't buy it. <laughs> I can see like wormhole travel. So like if we find a way to go to space, like traveling very long distances in a very short amount of time, or obviously time is more abstract. 
So I can see stumbling across those sorts of things, but being able to affect like here on earth, I, I don't know. I mean, if you have the balls to go in a wormhole, go, go, <laughs> go for it. Cause like, there's no telling like whether you're going to come back, like what you're going to see, you know, like all this stuff, like what you're going to encounter. Yeah, exactly. Because like it, 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 it's like the, you know, like Columbus, like sailing to the, the Americas. It's like, there's no telling of like if you're gonna come back, like what you're gonna see. Like it's a pretty, pretty, like awesome thing he did, you know. And like yeah. I know it has a lot of controversy, but I'm like either way, like just like for that, like what he did, that like that that's that that's that was the that was unprecedented at the time, and like that was the most like the, that was the most insane idea in like in the history of human anything at at like at the time. Like you- I think besides the whole genocide shit where most people get hung up on it was that he wasn't the first one to do it, but it, it was definitely the most impactful person to do it. Like him discovering it opened the door from Europe. And that's obviously as, as history goes, like that's the rest of our shit. But I mean, you used to look at like net positives and net negatives and all that shit. All right. And I, and I think like, the- people were just awful in that time anyway. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. And like, I think like the, the genocide thing, it's, it's like, is there truth to that? Yes. But it's like, I think, that saying that Christopher Columbus is like a genocidal lunatic, that's a very perverse oversimplification of history. And I, d- I don't think that... I'm not sure, though, because I, I think I remember reading that even, like, for his time, the people that work with him, like, thought that he was a little bit, like, over the top and he was, like, he was cruel. Like, people even back then were like, he's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like... <laughs> to say the least. Right, and, like, I'm, ev- I'm like, even so, I mean, like... No one's perfect, but I just think, like, for what he did and how he literally connected the world in the most, like, in the bravest expedition we'd ever seen, that's worth congratulating. I th- I think so. Like, like I said, did everything that, like, happened when he got off the boat go according to plan? Not necessarily. Like, did he make moral sacrifices? Yes. But at the same time, I just think... This, like what he brought to the world it's just it's it's commendable like i said I just, he wasn't the first to do it but he definitely was the most impactful one to visit but i don't know i, I i'm starting to feel like because everybody's looking at revisionist history or they're going back and finding out like truths or more information so it's like i don't think we are ever going to have a very good understanding of what happened you know because <laughs> like we barely understand shit that happened like 200 years ago like is this yeah fucking, no it, it, this actually happened? exactly and, and and like um like you said like everyone at that time by by modern standards was were like awful people you know yeah because it's like i honestly think if europe didn't dominate the world it probably would have been china yeah i, I think most scholars would agree with that yeah it would have been they were a fucking would have been china or probably like um like the muslim empire yeah, one of like those, one of those one of three. Those yeah, but anyway. oh no no yeah sorry no not the three because the one we mentioned already did conquer the world. <laughs> yeah, well yeah um so whoa man we went twenty minutes off of uh, the topic at hand which we haven't even nice. mentioned. Well so Jason recommended to me for our final album of twenty twenty two. The Way of All Flesh by Gojira. Um, if you'd like to give me some sort of introduction to this album, that would be dandy. 
Yeah, so this was one of those albums where, to me, this is their heaviest quote-unquote album because their their first two were more, or their first three were more of like a. I well, I get uh, I don't know, like Mar like for Mars is serious is pretty heavy, but it was more. I feel like it was more melodic and and obviously we went in, into great depths of it last time, but I feel like it had more of a different feel to it. This one was more of a brutal kind of feel, but their first two obviously were more death metal, but I still think this is the heaviest one because this one has better production. I feel like the riffs hit harder. The songs feel more congruent. They weren't just like weird little displays of riff. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like it made more sense than the first two did. Um, but this is one that a lot of like true metalheads, I think, is their favorite is this album. Interesting. Um, and the lyrics focus more about like uh the so like the link was more of reflection. This one was the concept of dying, and it's the fear of dying. And this one resonates with me a lot because I have a lot of anxieties about you know death or like when it's going to happen or counting down the days or like medical problems so you know this is about like being comfortable with your death is kind of the whole point of this album yeah um it's natural it's the way of all flesh is death yeah that's what i i i got too because like i noticed that this one um right off the bat was a lot darker than the other Goodyear albums I've listened to. Yeah. Um I think it is the darkest. Right, um but at the same time like it I I could still tell it was them and it still had all of the elements of Goodyear that I love in it. Um like the last song didn't feel that far off from the last song of From Mars to Sirius. The 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 title track? Yeah, yeah. That's the last one. Right? Yeah, I thought it had, I'm, I'm, it's... I thought it had a similar kind of stroll despite having like four minutes of nothing so that's all do you know why that is yeah i have no idea like i i thought that like my phone was broken for i was like what so this is the digital age ruining the audio experience so back in the day when they released these on cd they called them they were hidden tracks so it's like the song would end and then if you waited a couple minutes a hidden track would pop up on the end of the cd before it would reverse and go back to the first song so a lot of albums have that. So like Tool, for example, on the Opiate CD, that, that song Dark Lotus, that's on the end of Opiate, mm. that's a hidden track on the CD. So for the I don't what I don't understand, though, is for the downloaded MP3 versions, why they run the whole time. I don't know why they just didn't break it up into two yeah, different songs. Yeah, because I was so confused. And then I like I dragged the, the cursor to the right to see at some point if there was any music, and there was, and I was like, oh. Why was it such yeah, a long so wait? I, I was so confused. I was like, is this some like pretentious artistic choice of just to, to have four minutes? <laughs> I hear the nothingness. Right. I was like, I feel it. It's just four minutes of this nothing. This is the death. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, this I was, is the death. And then this is the remorn and the resurgence. Yeah. That's actually kind of not. Yeah. That's actually not a bad way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's because of the, the lost age of CDs. But Gojira is not the only band that does that. A lot of bands with the hidden tracks, they'll just run the whole time. I don't know why, but that's just how it goes. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I really did like this. It was right. Like you said, um, it was heavier than what I can typically handle, but it never really went over the line for me. I think the only song where 
I think it was, wait, let me see. It might be, let me, give me a second to listen to the. This also has a lot of tracks too. It's 12 tracks on this album with like longer songs. But yeah, wait, is it the. Was it Adoration for None? Let me see. It might be that one. The one with the, yeah adoration with the, for yeah that um like especially like the opening I think it got better as it, it went along the opening I was just like yeah that that's just like not my thing that's not what I like from Gojira yeah I just, it's, they did more and I did, that's because they had the, the the vocalist from Lamb of God as a guest so they did like a bunch of more just straight up metal stuff on that song but the end of it droned out which is really interesting yeah that's what I was gonna say like later on in the song I was like oh this isn't as like. Like the, I was like, this is not as intolerable as I thought it was going to be. Um, I really love the art of dying. That kind of like that, that is that percussion. Yeah, it, that's the song. That percussion <laughs> in the um, in the beginning is just it's it was so interesting. I had no idea what it was going mis- for. I was like, whoa. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that percussion part is him banging on like one of those metal doors in a school with like the big bar across it. <laughs> I think that's what it is, and obviously with the clockwork, but that's yeah, yeah that's clock, probably my favorite too, song. Yeah, the, of the, the album. clock. That was, that was. But that's such an insane that drum pattern that he does when the riff kicks in. It's that polyrhythm that he does is fucking crazy. Yeah, no, that was that was cool. Uh, but yeah, they're really the lyrics creative. on this one are probably my favorite. I like the lyrics a lot on the um, on the art of dying. Yeah, um, because it basically it it the whole part of it is that like it's like this is like your journey. And the whole thing of the you know, take no possessions in the afterlife. I'd rather travel light. Yeah, I like when he says there. It says Almighty TV plugged hybrid empty brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just everyday life causing you stress and anxiety, and then the artist yeah. releasing. Don't all that. don't see anything in the real game. Like how all that shit just like blinds you from the truth and stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't closed my eyes in a long time. Right. Exactly. Um, I, the thing that's interesting about this is a lot of people that will get into this, think it's about suicide, but it's, it's like I said, it's just like preparing you for death. No, I, I I initially, yeah, like I initially thought that that's what they were going for and that made me kind of like it. But then I, the more I actually listened to it, I realized that that wasn't really the case. No. And like what I think about it is like, if I ever like, you know, not putting into existence, but just like getting cancer or some shit or like something that's terminal and just you like coming to terms and accepting it so you can live out the rest of your life in some sort of peace. Right. So, you know, putting on an album like this is what would do it for me. Just, Mm -hmm. it's that, just that reverence of this isn't the end and this is going to be like your own journey. Um, so yeah, the art of dying is probably the most intense song emotionally on the album. Dude, you know, a good album to listen to as like a farewell. Which one? Fear Inoculum. Yeah, that's another because that's about aging too and Hem- becoming weaker. Tempest, that. that song, I'm telling you, that's that's one of my favorites. So that's that that's up there with like um, with flying whales of just like I think that's like one of the best prog metal songs ever made. Yeah, it was pretty epic, especially for how long they are. Like it's crazy how like yeah, much it's, of it's long fif- songs can captivate you. Fifteen minutes, and like I love how they blended all the different styles. Like it sounded like they just blended like every single album. And every st- every like one of their eras into like one song. It's yeah. so cool. And then like, um, I just I love the like um who is Adam Jones as a guitarist. 
Yeah, he's the guitarist. He just went off in that song. Yeah, that was one of his. I mean, people. I don't think people are saying, "Oh, this is his greatest." Like, um, kind of like his his best work yet. I like. What's weird to me is I like the song and I like the pacing of it. I don't think it's his best riffs, but no, not um, necessarily. I but together. I loved his solo in like the middle of the song. That's like I'm. I, I get goosebumps every time I listen to it. Yeah, that and like this, the um, the drums. It just. Is it wait? What is Danny Carey? His name. Danny Carey is a drummer. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's insane. He's one of the best drummers ever, if not the best. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Going back to Way of All Flesh, the opening song I thought was really strong. Ouroboros. Yeah, or, Ouroboros. Or Ouroboros. That's, that's yeah, really say it. Yeah, Ouroboros. <laughs> that's like the Egyptian symbol of the snake eating its tail. It's supposed to symbolize eternal life. Mm, okay yeah so like the lyrics on this one are cool when them they're talking about Ouroboros the symbol of eternal life dig a tunnel for light through ignorant walls counting the days but I'm dying growing up with impatience and falling down on the peaks of radiant mountains this truth is growing before me my attention fixed on the silence rediscover life while I'm breathing designing the shape of material frozen icon distant reminder Man. mankind has forgotten the gateways by the mouth of the serpent regenerate so um no yeah, but the the riffs on that, the opening tapping riff is really fucking catchy. I love that. They, the they do tap- a lot of catchy tapping. Yeah, riffs. and and throughout the song, I love how, like, just like that. Like it sounded like I was listening to Bach reincarnated as like a <laughs> as like a prog metal guitarist or something. I c- I yeah. could definitely hear that influence of that kind of baroque music. It was really cool. Yeah. And that's the one thing is like a lot of times in metal tapping is usually the most boring part of a song because a lot of times it's just wanking or just it's yeah. supposed to carry like out a very in, simple melody. In but the migration, very that, creative. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, so that's a lot of times difficult. But the Gojira always does really creative tapping riffs, which is very difficult to do. Even though they're they're not physically difficult to play, it's just they're difficult to make it sound interesting. Yes, playing bass like from the sky. That's such a banger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think they do any tapping in that one. Or but like not in that that beginning. Oh wait, no, no, they don't. That that that's no, just like a. Tap- I think you're thinking of um global warming. Yeah, that that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that was a simple tapped melody, but the, it just it set the emotion for the song, and that was the focal point. It wasn't just used as a cool little show off thing. Right. The the other technique is called galloping, right? Like in from this guy. Or no? No, that's tremolo. I mean, tremolo, they do yeah. they do gallop on a lot of songs. I like, love um, their tremolo riffs. Like yeah, like um, what is it? Mouth of Kala. That's yeah. the best song on La Fon Sauvage. Yeah. A lot of time, I mean, people use it interchangeably. Like it's speed picking, and then the fastest picking is tremolo. But it's all—it's pretty much the same straight sixteenth notes, just at different tempos. But galloping is stuff like that's like on a uh, backbone or on this album, um, the way, the last track, the way of all flesh. That's galloping. Okay. It's playing three notes like a horse really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then the next track, Toxic Garbage Island. This one I like was that one. weird. It was like. It was like it's a good song, but like theme wise, it's different from the rest of it. It's like it's obviously this is like more when their environmental side comes about that that big floating you know island of garbage that's somewhere probably near India <laughs> or somewhere in the ocean. <laughs> I, I I like those kind of um, 
they did that kind of picking too, mixed with like the tremolo riff. Do you remember what I'm Yeah, talking? they did tremolos in that one. Yeah, yeah but then they, they the interchanged it and mixed it up with the with the the um, what is it the, the the picking is the name of the other one? Which one? Like the one where they just go like like which one is that one? Just tremolo. Tremolo and then yeah, I just I well, either way, like whatever what they're called. I just love how they mixed the different just like techniques into like the same riff. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the funniest part about it is like every uh, this song was on a thing called Nail the Mix, which is like a YouTube uh, channel. A lot of like music producers will go and they'll take songs that will release, and then they'll have these independent creators do like remastering and remixings of them, and whoever wins wins a prize or whatever. But this song was on here, and people were making fun of the lyrics because he screams plastic bag in the sea like <laughs> four times on the last couple of measures so people did like the microsoft talk to text for that part it was really fucking funny <laughs> but yeah the riff on that one is cool i like their use of harmonics is always really sweet oh um, yeah um a, a sight to behold is another environmental one that's the weirdest one on the album did you like that one um i yeah it was it was um it was yeah like you said it was the most unique song i think on the entire album i i i did um like the beat was somewhat out of place in the beginning but i think as the song went along yeah, it it's really electronic sounding yeah yeah um my only gripe with this and it's kind of gotten a little bit less but like i hate the vocoder and that's the effect that he uses in that song a lot i can't stand that effect for some reason anytime anybody uses it i don't remember off the top of my head exactly what it sounded like. it's just like it sounds like a gargled digital mess oh. it sounds like a really shitty distorted speaker it's, it's called a vocoder okay um it's just i hate i don't know why it's just, it just cuts right through the fucking mix of the song and it just is in your face i don't I just, it's just a disgusting sounding thing to me i hate the vocoders so much all right i'll take your but, word um <laughs> yeah the lyrics were just self-evident in that one yama's messengers is really fucking cool yeah it was messenger i remember i thought that that one was um i thought that one was like a little too heavy for my let me see you didn't the riff. I mean, it is. I mean, the whole album is heavy, but the, oh, I love no, no. The fucking I liked this on one. one. Sorry, I was thinking of another one. Yeah, yeah. The riff on this one is fucking cool, especially with the double. I mean, obviously, Gojira does double bass drumming. Yeah, like throughout most of their songs. But for I love when they do slower riffs with double bass in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is a cool feature of their music. Um, yeah, yeah. Like they're really good at. Um, like demanding attention and stuff like that because that's something i really yeah like because um this kind of music um not for all of it but um like for adoration for non-night you know i just, just kind of tuned out it wasn't really like it wasn't really grabbing me but um like a song like um Ouroboros, um like just from the the opening it's I'm, I'm hooked and i know that not every song yeah, needs to be like that um because you know we've talked about it's this the perfect opening song for an album oh yeah exactly because like um like we said before you know like a song doesn't necessarily need to like you don't need to be like oh i'm in love with this in it like because you know that song's probably not gonna be like you know something you're gonna like keep going back to and notice new things right but yeah. um i still do have that with um Gujira. like I, I always notice different like cool features of their music and stuff like that and like the the nuances in 
the lyrics and uh, well like this, these lyrics were um i think were more apparent than um like the environmentalism here was a lot more apparent as opposed to the environment the environmentalism in in flying whales was more of just like a, um i don't know i think it was more of like just like a artistic backdrop yeah, it wasn't as yeah. I mean, we're, they're not really they're not they're not ever preachy in their music, but like they when they name a track like "Global Warming," you'd think that it would have some sort of retarded conscious lyrics in there. But it was no, I, it I, was more of a it was fantasy oriented. Well, no, I think the name of the song is stupid, but um, no, but I mean, but not, that's what I'm saying. Right. When you hear a song with that title, it had but and then you listen to the lyrics of it, and it's just like it's it's profound. It's very funny. Oh no, it's it's cool. Or like exactly like you think it's just going to be some leftist stupid garbage like some but it's it's it is really it's intelligent you know like it actually is yeah. the thought provoking and stuff like that and it tr- and it treats the listener with respect um and I'm not saying that this album doesn't have that because I obviously you know when I when I first listened to this like I you're not going to listen to the if you're not paying attention to the lyrics you know a lot of people you're couldn't get any of it. <laughs> No, but like even the music, like a lot of people could just be like, yeah, I like this, you know, but, um, yeah, but I just think this one, I'm not saying the message is like not an artistic backdrop. It is. I just think less so. And then it is more like, I think the, like the music is more so influenced by the message and not so much just using it as like a. You know, to like using it to tell a story, which it still does it um, really well. Like you said, with the themes of of death and coming to grips with death, it's really good. And I like the idea yeah. of that. And I and I love themes like that. I just don't think it executed it as well as um, for Mars to Sirius with like the apocalypse and us, you know, coming to grips with like leaving our homeland and stuff like that. Well, that's more of a concept, though. That this isn't a con. Like I said, the True. The, the two songs yeah. are environmental. We're just out of place for the rest of the themes on the album. But this one wasn't really more of a concept. It didn't have um, that sort of flow. Like I, but like I said, because that's why I think that For Mars is Serious is their best album because everything just is seamless with the the songs, the message, and then the actual story and the concept behind it together, plus the artwork and all that shit and just the emotion oh, yeah. they conveyed. I but, um, I love the artwork. Yeah on this one i think that's a cool cover i love that yeah that chalkboardy kind of like tinged with blue yeah it's a nice They're... color i love their aesthetic and like their logo they always do a good job with the album covers yeah their drummer does the majority of the artwork oh does he okay yeah um the next one the silver chord i love this instrumental i play this i did all the yeah time. i like that one um that yeah that that brings out those themes that we we just previously yeah. mentioned yeah it's well, like it's dark yeah. haunting and beautiful at the same time and i played it on a classical this is really fun to finger pick on a classical if you want to try to learn really? it really simple mm, but yeah just... no actually the more the more you're saying that 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 makes sense yeah. yeah it's very it's not classical but like it it has a very good ring to it the way it drones on a classical mm. yeah i I, but... I can see that um all the tears is um a one i i like the song but it's there's something about it i don't like and i think it's the switch to the to the tr- to the speed picking like halfway through i don't think i i don't think i remember that one off the top of my head 
Let me see. The intro riff is cool. Let me see. And the the dissonant chugging is cool, but the it kind of loses me a little bit when it speeds up because it's a totally different switch. But mm, I, I think that's the only part. I liked how it was short, so I, di- I didn't think that like the the change was. I don't know. This one's just not too super memorable for me. No, not particularly. Um, but I I think it's still a, it works. You know, there's like there's nothing. <laughs> no, but like there's nothing about the song that I I think it just it's more of like the I think all of all the tears is good in the context of the album and like sandwiched between two better songs you know like on its own i mean it's yeah it's still a really it's still a good song but like it's just it's not memorable as much as like ouroboros or sorry ouroboros i don't know how it's pronounced or the art of dying or esoteric surgery i really liked as well yeah because i i love i like the, the... that concept of um you know like being in on something that very few people understand you know yeah the esoteric knowledge right of like you know and and, and like just being part of like a um like that that connect that interconnected system of you know it's like the yep i'm gonna die you know and like and like you have those you know like you see in in, in like fight club you know he goes to those like therapy yeah. groups you know yeah right um, not because he needs the therapy all the tear- just because he needs to feel <laughs> something and he's just yeah we all need to feel yeah. but the the theme on um on all the tears i like especially the music video the music video is cool with the style of animation it reminds me of like an old flash game like an old horror flash game but it basically the theme of it is dealing with how we're alone for a lot of our life and we have to deal with a bunch of struggle mm. and just you know yeah. they, they 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 metaphorize that by like a baby that's born into this violent storm like this little science fiction pod thing and just like <laughs> it starts freaking out because the waves get really choppy and it's just by itself and doesn't understand what's happening but yeah. it has to overcome it it's like like instinctually yeah it's like moses like with the you know he's like in the he's in the the little basket in the river you know yeah this one felt biblical like it was yeah because it's i always even if a biblical challenge <laughs> right like like that was intentional or not I, I always like when i notice those things you know and i can see those like biblical themes in things that aren't technically biblical you know necessarily um i actually kind of got that theme throughout this entire album is that that biblical concept of like devotion and struggle we didn't really um, get the biblical um connection just in the themes of the lyrics is i feel like because that's all religion our, is on a re-listen is, well not all it is that's a big part of religion is preparing you to die you yeah know, that, that's one way to look at it your, um I think it's a very similar theme. It's basically like the rules and constructs that you have to live your life to survive in the afterlife, but also no, yeah, just how to deal but, with hardship. Too. No, but that's like religion as a whole. I, I, I'm referring to like, like this thing specifically made me think of a story in the Bible, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with this one yeah. specifically. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. With, the, with, with your take on like how this court, how this music correlates to religion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you because that is, um, that is one of the central themes in almost every religion is like a belief in some sort of afterlife. And how is it that we, you know, attain it? Well, not, yeah. Like how is it that we attain it, but how is it that like we pair ourselves here on earth, right? So that we can, you know, get to heaven or, you know, like in the, in, I forget it in Buddhism. Is it Buddhism is Nirvana, right? 
Um, Cause like I confuse I, Nirvana is a state of being. I don't know if it's a physical place. I know like obviously reincarnation but is a there's, part of Buddhism. But what's Shangri-La? Is that like Hinduism? That's like a mystical city that was supposed to be like the most enlightened people ever. Yeah, but that, that, that's like one of those religions equivalent of heaven, I'm pretty sure. It may be. I'm, I'm kind of rusty, but I, I thought it was it was a physical place. You could like you didn't have to die to go there. Um, it was just for very enlightened people. Like so, like if you're so enlightened, then you're able to find it. Or if you it's just more of a quest thing. Or if you just took a bunch of LSD. <laughs> yeah, it's like a you open your third eye, you can find it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like Buddhist, I'm sure it's not a real place. <laughs> <laughs> the Buddhist concept is more like to desire is to struggle or to desire things is the cause of all your suffering. Right. Yeah. Like so. the, the, I knew that was my, cause it's the most, like it's the Eastern religion. That's the most comparable with Christianity. Um, yeah. Cause like when you look at the trifold path, it's very similar to the 10 commandments. Yes. Yeah, and again, just everybody mirroring each other and just having that. I, I think it's just human nature to, you know, fear and, and, and have ambition for those types of, um, unknown feelings that you have beyond yeah yeah right like I'll, I'll put it this way like um the thing that connects us all as human beings is the mystery of death you know yeah. and coming to yeah like coming to grips with that why is it that that's the way it is you know like yeah. what does that imply for how we should live our life on earth you know like it's very um you know it, it it's it's very um connecting you know and that yeah and that kind of ties into the the next song is a uh, esoteric surgery yeah yeah i just mentioned that i love that one yeah um and i think the the thing about this song is <laughs> the first it's what's, what's ironic is the the first line of the song you have the power to heal yourself it's kind of like does all that tremolo riff and then it goes into the the chugging pattern. Um, I remember I was playing for that. My dad in the car and he was like, did he say you have the power to kill yourself? <laughs> I was like, no, he said heal. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause if he said that, then it would definitely be about suicide. But yeah, but this one, like esoteric surgery to me being the, you know, getting the illness out of your head and, you know, trying to regenerate your mind. And a lot of it is over. A lot of this, the themes of this album is overcoming, disease and strife in a lot of metaphorical ways um also like i said to help you prepare your ego death for when you do actually die so you're not as freaked out yeah i mean all circumstances releasing pain obstruction disintegration floating empty space with your life force um yeah like i said i mean it is so a it's, it's a mystery man um yeah like that's why we don't no like because like it, it it it's like um like when when people said like or like when you said to me um you know like you can't prove um you know like like which christian denomination is the correct one i'm like well yeah i mean i can't prove it empirically but like i can prove it met- like metaphysically and philosophically through the idea that this is a mystery and it is really essentially that we're never going to know scientifically yes which one but yeah, I got that. I think you see what I'm saying, and like that's what it, yeah. I thought that like correlated to that, like the with with like the the concept of death and everything like that. I think it also just proves that like there's just so much misinformation on any side of humanity that you can look at, 
And that's kind of why I resonate with this album a little bit more, because obviously this is, I think, the most cynical Gojira has ever gotten. Like, their their lyrics, for the most part, are usually positive. Like, any aggressive yeah, like lyrics Like, we will see our children grow, like they said. Yeah, like, there so is like hope, is they saying, yeah. Any violent air quote lyrics that they have are almost like you know, like the force of nature or some illness or disease or some like carnage. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, something for you to overcome. But this one is like I said, it's the lyrics are darker, but not as dark as most metal bands get. Oh yeah, Nothing, I, like, I I was surprised when you said that this was their darkest, heaviest stuff. I thought that this was like almost getting there, but then the, there was going to be like the 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 point where I was like, nah, no, nah, I can't listen to this. No, they've never gotten obscene or just edgy. Like they're not an edgy band. They're like I said, a lot of their stuff is positive. But yeah, like, like this a is, show I would off, say, c- you know? cynical is a better word than dark because obviously the positivity of this is trying to like it's, dark it's a is not a bad feeling. thing. Like you said, cynical yeah. that is a bad thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. So dark yeah. and cynical. No, it does in those two ways, but. But even like with the, all the undertones, like the whole point of the whole message of all these songs in this album is positive. Like it's it's the overcoming of all the shit. So it's not just like, you know, life sucks and there's nothing. That's oh like, right, that, yeah. That's I, them. They're not nihilistic like most metal bands are. No, and that's why they stand out to me as opposed to other yeah. um, death metal bands. Um, yeah, there's always a purpose for everything they do, and I think that's kind of their point in their message that everything is supposed to be done with purpose. Yeah, and I, I just, I, uh, I really like um, how they really do tell, like, these concrete stories almost. Like, not necessarily stories in the sense that we think, like, where there's characters and stuff like that. But there's, well, I mean, like, the the characters essentially like you listening to it, right? And And they're bringing you on this journey with them. Which I think is pretty cool. Like, yeah. it, like it's almost like Dante going with Virgil into hell. I think that's why I like these guys so much because I I've that you know that that theme of adventure yeah like, and yeah the they're, journeys have always been they're very like it like it all yeah it does really feel like you're going on an adventure it's with adventurous them. exactly like I, it is like it is adventurous which I really like and same thing with uh, Ma- yeah. Mastodon I really love yes like they're I mean okay I think their concepts are uh, I think they're kind of cooler than um than it's because they're more ridiculous they're more they're more cheeky. Yes, but those fascinate more me more. Monsters and, and yeah, you know, like si- yeah, like I'm I'm yeah. going up to a mountain to hunt demons and like just go and yeah, like that. Yeah. That's cool. Get a crystal skull. Yeah, right, right. Or like hunt some yeah. three-headed moose, like mi- <laughs> minotaur man or something. Like I'm just yeah. I'm in this. Yeah, like um, obviously, like there's. I think Gojira is better. At, like just telling like thematic stories, but um. Mastodon sells me more makes a, on the concepts and stuff like that. Who do you think makes better riffs? Oh, I guess I might. <laughs> I might give. Um, yeah, Gojira. Gojira. Okay. They're more melodic. I think Gojira, and it and it, uh, it resonates with me more. Even I though Ma- Mastodon's riffs are definitely ten times harder <laughs> to play than Gojira's true, riffs are. But like, okay, Mastodon has some like great, great riffs though. Yeah. Like um, like the czar. That song is, mwah, yeah. so good. Yeah, that the concept of that album too is just fucking ridiculous. But I love it so much. <laughs> I don't even remember what you said it was, but I like didn't even. I forgot. I was like, this music is just great. <laughs> yeah, like what? The lyric, like the the actual lyrics are kind of they're more subversive, I guess. But 
I don't know. I just the themes are just always funny to me. I love the like the melody and like the the note choices of the czar. Like how yeah. like the it's your own fault. You know, it's like hmm, what is he talking about? Well, I don't know because <laughs> I don't even remember. But can you can you fill me in on what it's about again? I don't really remember. It's like about like Man, his been... sister going on like a psychedelic trip or something. What? No, it's like Rasputin takes has some sort of drug trip and Rasputin. the whole point of having an astral projection is that your uh, your soul is tethered to earth via a cord and then his cord got severed so he got tran you know he got stranded in time and space then he got reincarnated into the czar <laughs> oh yeah okay nice so it's a bunch of shit like that yeah when you said um, rasputin i was like ah <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, the next song, uh, Vacuity, this is the slower, kind of more anthem, not anthem but as for, as anthem as Gojira will get. Yeah. Um, just like a heavy, hard-hitting, slow-pulsing song. Yeah. And again, the lyrics are more cynical in this one, just how everyday life is just destroying everybody's creativity and dreams and we're being led by false leaders and they're just fucking ruining everything so it's just trying to focus on your own growth to you don't lose your mind kind of shit souls are kings tearing apart the soul yeah the ra- yeah the race for complication that's a very good thing everything Com- is so communicate communicate reaction yeah. lack of heart of men i grow distant from the core so it's just how everyone's just a fucking reactionary mess and nobody has anything of substance and they're just led by all this bullshit and the food and the water and the tv right. and the music and all right because so it's, I mean, it's, it's like the theme but it's like we're gonna apologize for slavery which you know <laughs> we literally apologize by to, of, of, for slavery by abolishing it and it's like no one in this country living today has owned a slave and no one in living in this country has been a slave so like what are like like what are you doing are you just trying to make yourself all mental slaves now? Right, exactly. It's like you're just trying to look better than me. <laughs> I think, um, yeah. With like I said, this is probably the most cynical song on the album. I would say, yeah. Again, yeah, I'll actually is. adoration for none. The lyrics on that one are pretty cynical too. This one, I kind of felt it more. <laughs> but uh, this song, I like this one. It's not a song I play often, but it's just a good little, little um. I don't know. Just a good little song. It's it's one of those ones where I like when bands do a different style a little bit. Except for the end part, they go back to their normal riffage at the end of the song, but just the... <laughs> yeah, like they didn't fully the go normal. through with the... Yeah. Um, the, la- or the, the, the second to last one, Wolf Down the Earth. I like this one a lot. I play that riff all the time, too. I love the intro riff. Wow. And then the end two were there. I like when they Gojira always does this really cool thing where they palm mute their melodies or chug the melodies, which is really like not. I mean, I guess bands technically do it, but they they more focus on the palm muting as just like a heavy sounding part of the riff. Like the melody is more of the lead or the chords kind of thing, but Gojira really focuses on chugging the melody, which is really cool. Okay. Um, but again, same remember- kind of pulse down the earth very much play the intro riff senor. oh yeah that was cool when, when i turned it on like before i heard like the note change after like the second um chord i was like wait is this is this crap is this um what was it? is 
is this from the sky? <laughs> like it sounded like the same, you know, like the first two chords. It's like Dah. it's in the same tuning, so the first yeah, it's, two yeah, notes it's, are it's, the it's same like, notes. Yeah, yeah. So because I was expecting to go yeah. da da da, and then it went up instead, which caught me off guard. Yeah. Yeah, they only play in two tunings, so when you tremolo pick those <laughs> notes, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the the fucking pinch harmonic that like breaks into the riff and then just fucking hell breaks loose. Oh, I love that fucking intro. And then the, it's cool. The yeah. last part, like I said, where they chug the melody, I really like that a lot. Yeah. It's fucking cool. That is cool. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I was I was curious to see how you're gonna like this one because, like I said, the besides their first album this is like more death metal than they usually go yeah newer stuff i mean they never cease to impress me with their with their creativity and their um like the way in which they tell like the message they want to tell because i think they always do it in a in a nuanced way and it's always interesting and like it, it it always um feels adventurous you know like I just I love listening to music like this where I just I feel like they're just taking me somewhere that I've never been before. It's 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 a very you know because we always everyone knows a feeling of going somewhere you never like you've never been before and it's like you come back to where you came from and it's just you yeah. it's it, like where you came from is is better you know and like you just you you see things in a different way you know like like it's 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 the classic you know dead poet society you need to see the world from another perspective so stand up on your desk and see this classroom now you know and then come back down and see how you see it after having seen both you know <laughs> yeah i think that's honestly the charm of them and just that what you said just correlating into the fact that they have a lot of mainstream appeal for people that don't particularly like this style of metal like a lot of people well they can listen to tour they can listen to rage against the machine like they'll listen to hard rock esque bands but like this will be this kind of style will be like too much for them but for some reason these guys always cross over into people that like i always read the comments on a lot of their videos and it's always people like i'm normally not a fan of this genre or metal at all but for some reason i really like this <laughs> i mean hey i i like them yeah and that's why i was i was wondering i was i was p- putting off doing this album because like if you if this was the first album that you listened to from them i don't know if it would have like opened you up to listen to more of it like of their stuff yeah oh yeah i mean i'll still i just think we should stick to them now just for the podcast i think um what do you mean like we should stick like i'll listen to them but i just think we should do it on the podcast you see what i'm saying no, no, I'm talking about like if, like if you would, like if we weren't doing this, like if you were just listening to this album first, and then like not wanting to check out the rest of their albums because you listen oh, to Magma first. Oh, okay, first, sorry, right? I misunderstood. Yes, I did listen to yeah. Magma first. Um, and I, which is their softest album? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's my opinion of Magma is actually like it's dropped, not significantly, but it's dropped. Because I think like it's not one of my favorites. It just isn't. Because well, I think the first half of the album is like pretty solid but then i think the other half is is eh yeah um i'm really tempted i kind of want to show you their first album just to see what you think of it because it is a complete 180 <laughs> i'll give it a shot is is that terra incognita yeah okay so that's like their most death metal album but yeah, the way that they do it is very strange like his vocals that he uses are very like a lot of them are creepy he uses a really cool creepy effects on his vocals on this one 
um it's visceral i would say visceral. a lot of like snarling and like shrieking and <laughs> you know that's i love that's another Not very melodic that's another adjective that i should add to like things that i like you know i've said atmospheric moody um and all that kind of stuff you can add visceral to that stuff you know like I, yeah. like i i love um like jeremy irons voicing of scar and liking he's very visceral and how he just gets into the performance and he he snarls into the mic like he's like an actual yeah. lion he gave it his all for that he's so cool yeah it has that same kind of feel but um because you've listened so you've listened to all of them except for terracon incognita and the link there's only two albums left yeah i guess so um i guess i need to give well just finish it up i haven't listened to magma in like so long i might give the, but we don't need to do that for the podcast um yeah Fortitude. Are the ones you listen to so far? What's the ranking? Hold on. Um, Fortitude. I I barely remember. Probably because it wasn't that good, honestly. I I don't know. Probably just it was probably just mid, like. Right. I like some of the songs on them, and there's a lot of riffs in the songs I like. But as like an album, I didn't think it was that good of an album. I just thought it was like the B sides of Magma to me. Except for Amazonia and Another World, I love those fucking songs. Yeah, I think those are some of my favorite. Yeah, th- those are I thought were I I, I remember I, I forgot why, but I remember liking them. Yeah, Another World is one of my favorites. Mm. Um, um, so the ranking, beautiful song. Ooh, yeah. What would you rank them of the ones you've listed so far? So out of the four, right? Magma, L'Enfant Sauvage, Wave All Flesh, Mars Series. Mm-hmm. I guess if you want to count Fortitude, um, Fortitude is probably last. That's not really a yeah. fair assessment, but that's just from what I remember of it. Magma is um, number five. Number, okay, so it's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So, Fortitude, six. Wait, no. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's five. Sorry. I can't count. Um, Fortitude is number five. Magma is number four. Um, Way of All Flesh would be number three. Ooh. This is so hard. Mm. But I think I'm really going to have to go Lawful Savage 2 from Mars Series 1. Like, from Mars Series, you, you, you convince me. You convince me, Jason. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> have I convinced you on anything? Um, <laughs> for what? Like, just like, of the stuff you recommend, like me listening to it. I listen to a lot of it, yeah. Yeah, like, the, I think I listen to Tim Maya the most. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, I was like, Tim Maya, I remember you said you loved that. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite of all the ones you've recommended. Wait, wait, hold on. What, what can we get that in the second one? Because I said we want to, I want to do like the ranking of our, of the stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love La Sauvage. Ooh. Um, it's like, it's so good. And it's so epic. Like I, th- I think in just like in terms of like the epicness and the visceralness. Um, yeah. it, I think it's their most beautiful sounding album. It's like they have the prettiest melodies on that album. Really, you don't you didn't think um, from Mars to Sirius was? Well, I, I think it's a different way. I think uh, Mars to Sirius like it was more subtle. Like it was. Oh more yeah, of an actual, I guess like, in like because like it, it's not an all the track like flying whales like that. That use of like the whales singing. With that, like, mellow, like, dun, dun, like, that grunge kind of yeah. sound, that was, that was cool. And it was really pretty. I think pretty. the best way that I can describe it, why I think From Mars to Sirius is a, like, is a beautiful sounding album is because 
not i mean obviously like they had some pretty sounding stuff in the music but just like the way that the the way that they arranged the songs the way that the the tone of the the song the tone of the instruments and just like the the emotion that it made you feel that's where where i got that surreal beauty but with lavon sauvage the actual physical sound the melodies were like objectively prettier in the fucking album yeah there's i think is the best way to describe it thinking about it now like there's some songs that like off the top of my head i don't remember how they went but on from lavon sauvage yeah so i do need to give it one more listen but i'm fairly confident that it's better than than um songs like the axe like that's a very pretty song yes that, that it is blows right. my mind because it's like it's 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 speed picking, it's screaming, it's metal, but like it's just such a pretty sounding song. <laughs> yeah, or um, and that's what I like. I love like I the love the heavy melody, right? Or like I love the title track. I love him yeah. like like just like just belting out those lyrics and just um, it's very heartfelt. It's a heartfelt. It is album. like it just it feels almost like. I think Lafont Sauvage is like there's it's the saddest one. I don't you know. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, sad, melancholy, Frenchness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I forget that they're French, so they're gonna have all that bullshit in there. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I, I I like that about the French. So, would you record your album in black and white? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you record it in black and white? Uh, I think Mouth of Kala is like the only real one that's like has that like dark uh you know like heaviness to it but at the same time like just it, it has that melody and just like that like how do you say like it's it's a it's it's just got that like you feel like there's just something controlling something you know because it's talking about like just worshiping like the god of destruction and stuff you know <laughs> Well, I think the that one riff, um, because like where it goes like darn 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 that after that part where it goes like that that little melody at the end, dun, 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 yeah, like that part, yeah. So like that's kind of like the the embodiment of like those types of melodies that they do. Um, sorry, there's a fucking kid screaming at my house. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, oh, great! I hate kids. Yeah fucking spawnlings anyway mm-hmm. um but the, another song that's like that too is planned obsolescence and that that part where like they do like this broken chord kind of drone where they pick is really pretty sounding too mm-hmm. so like they just add like really cool little fluttery melodies oh yeah them. yeah that that background kind of vortex kind of sound yeah i like that yeah yeah so like that one that's one of my um i'm pulling up the album because i there's just so much fucking music that's in my head. <laughs> right, it's kind of hard to keep track of a lot of it, but yeah. Um, yeah. Explosion was more of a heavy song, but the end of that one had like it was it was a droning good melody. The axe and liquid fire is another like anthemy heartfelt song. Yeah, so um, the, the gift of guilt as well. I love the gift of guilt. That's a good one. Um, that one makes me think of the ocean for some reason. I don't know why. I can see it. Um. But yeah, Born in Winter, that was another really sad, pretty song. I don't think I remember that off the top of my head. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the, the slower one that really like... Oh, yeah. Oh, that one is mm, so good. Yeah. The tapping, and that's what I, again, like going like with their tapping riffs, like that, that whole thing is tapped pretty much, except when they're doing the, the speed chugging for the heavy parts. Like even when it goes into the distortion, it's the same thing, just tapped. 
as it oh, was in the clean part. Nice. So like that's what I'm saying. They make tapping parts very interesting and actually like be a good melody and rhythm in the song as opposed to just using it as an effect. Wow. Maybe Especially the bass, the bass drone. God, this kid is screaming his fucking ass off. That's great. Uh, I I heard him a little bit. <laughs> God. Oh yeah, I definitely heard him that time. Fucking foreigners not letting their kids go to bed until like midnight. Right. <laughs> Um, I soccer or whatever the fuck. I um, maybe if I listen to La Font Sauvage from beginning to end, which I will want to do soon, maybe it might dethrone from Mars to Sirius because maybe like from Mars to Sirius is just more fresh in my head, I guess. But um, I go back and forth. I feel it's like... hard. Yeah, like it's yeah. But is that like when the... I'm sadder, L'Enfant Sauvage is a better album for me. But when I'm in more of like a creative mood and I'm like want to experience that adventure, then or if you're just um, pumped, our... I guess like yeah, yeah. Because um, besides like Mouth of Kala, L'Enfant Sauvage isn't really like a like a pump song. Like like I'm sorry, album. Like it's just yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's more of like a. You know, like I didn't have the best time at at, at work and stuff like that. I was not saying you yeah, have it's, to it's listen to it in that context, but um, yeah, yeah. I think obviously the, the title track, even though it's it's like that, is is more of a pumped up kind of song. Yeah, but Gift of Guilt's kind of like that too. Yeah, yeah. But again, like he he's scr- like, and and I, I hate when people say this. Because you can go to any fucking artist and you go in their comments and everyone's always like, oh, you can really hear the emotion in his voice or whatever. Like, everybody says that about every fucking vocalist ever when you really can't. (laughs) There's very, very few people you can legitimately hear the emotion that comes through their voice. Like, that's not a – it annoys me that that's a trope that people just throw around so easily because they can relate to the song. Very few vocalists can just – have that come across <laughs> it's just like how much you care or not really yeah like you can tell when a singer just doesn't really give a shit yeah or they're doing it for money or yeah if they like put they're all into it but it's just one dimensional like it sounds good but it, it just doesn't right or, have any more depth to it yeah like are they're just they're just trying they're just copying something you know yeah yeah but that's the thing that's interesting about him is that his his clean singing is interesting. It's it's very monotone, but it still conveys like a conveys a pretty distinctive emotion. <laughs> this is Duplanche, right? He's the singer. Yeah, he's the lead guitar player and the singer, which is crazy because he plays all this shit while he fucking sings. That is screams. insane. I didn't even realize that. I don't know if you've ever seen live videos of them, but they are fucking tight. Well, not nowadays because his voice is his. That's why they have to make albums like Magma and Fortitude because his screaming voice is getting fucked because he pitch screams the way that he does it. It's, it's oh, yeah, just taking bet. a toll on his That's throat. That's just not sustainable. So I, oh. I guarantee you he's probably taking vocal lessons and they're going to switch to more of a clean singing style in the future because the dude, he's in his 40s. That's, so like, I can't imagine like mid-50s he's going to be screaming too much <laughs> the no, way that he does. No, but I think I think they might find a way to make something creative. They will. And like I said, I, I like his clean vocals. I think they can, like, even if they make, like, a psychedelic album that's not even metal at all, every, like, all the elitists will bitch, but I still will enjoy it. Like, I feel like the elitists. they either need to go back to doing metal or just switch styles, because I, I don't like this mixture that they did with Magma and Fortitude. I think they just need to pick one. Yeah, I guess. It's like, if they went full melodic, I'd rather that. <laughs> than, like, the, the quasi kind of... 
Yeah. yeah. I'd rather like them not add chugging in the middle of a song that's pretty. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather them just make a melodic song. Yeah. Um apparently they made a single. I haven't listened to that yet. Is it good? Yeah, they did it for NHL. It, it sounded like something Apple Fortitude. It was okay. This is okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. The riff was kind of cool, but I don't know. He, he did like a little solo at the end of it, but okay. um, it was nothing special. When I see the album descriptions, like I forget that my phone's in Spanish. <laughs> so it'll be talking about the way of, the, of all flesh, but in Spanish. Way of all flesh, man. The way of all of the carne, man. <laughs> yeah well it reminds me i was watching this um this documentary on netflix it's about street food <laughs> and yeah. it follows this dude in los angeles and like the only thing he does is make carnitas and it talks about you know how his, he's helping out his dad and all the troubles they went to his sister dying and he was like this is the way of my life man carnitas <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is, is so great like his whole entire passion was carnitas that's all he does i could just hear it tonight i could just hear it in his I voice that's just like something you like it's just, it's just like it's just so ridiculous they've made it so dramatic because like it's talking about like oh it's just a documentary of all these cool foods and all different cultures and then it's, it's, it's just, this interview is like what's the meaning of life Carnitas. Carnitas, my shit. <laughs> you Wait, you can't fuck? make this shit up. That is hilarious. <laughs> he's just like, oh, like he was the only one. Like all the other ones are talking about like the culture and the history behind and it and their business and like what the food is. And he was like going into his life story and it's depressing as fuck. And he's like, Carnitas saved Carnitas his life. Or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was really fun. I'm sure they're good as fuck. I'm sure they're because that's all he does. <laughs> Carnitas is, oh, I love them on tacos. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's such a specific way to make it. If you fuck up, it's not going to taste anything like it. Yeah. Um. Yesterday, we had the Christmas party at work. My boss made a bunch of it. It was great. Like he he cooked it. Um. Yeah. Right. He like marinated it overnight. I think. Um. Like he did some cool thing, and then it came out great. Man, I haven't had some in a while. You know, yeah. that's the thing about living here is all these great local places. But yeah, oh, <laughs> I was the I was the DJ at the Christmas party. What did you play? I just played like Hispanic music. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous! It was great. All these fucking old boomer white people. <laughs> no, most of them are Hispanics because it's like, are they really? Oh yeah, because the office is only like six, seven people. And then the the, oh. the field workers, it's like thirty plus people. So I see. No, like the boss the, the boss doesn't really care. He's, he's like, as long as the field workers are happy, like you can put on like what wh- <laughs> whatever like it is, you know. As long as it's not, oh, they'll be happy, right? He's like, as long as it's not like super offensive or annoying, you know, like I, whatever. Like he didn't even like yeah. he didn't even ask me anything like, when I put it on. It could have been. You'd never know. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's like I'm training to when I open my nightclub. Yeah. That's... I didn't say that. <laughs> right. And then, like, I, I asked Maybe. people, like, I was like, hey, so, like, like, a picture of the club like that. And, like, most of people were like, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But then I had this one guy who was like, dude, if you pick the music, we're fucked. 
<laughs> Why? I don't know. He might have just been messing with me. I don't know. Dude, I just... I, <laughs> I just, for some reason, I, just, I can't see you as a club owner. I don't know why. I struggle to see myself still as a club owner, but I'm just like, I need this to be a thing. Like, it just... It has to be. I, I mean, I... As ridiculously difficult as it is to run and operate your own business, especially from scratch, like there, I I can't see a reason why people wouldn't come because there's just, I mean, there's a couple of really shitty ones that are like, like drug related. I guess they're more pop ups. Yeah. There's not that many. <laughs> there's a couple in Gainesville, but most of the time people go to D.C. or Arlington for that kind of shit. Oh yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing. I'm like I. You don't need to come here. You can just stay in Manassas, Virginia. Like, can you just... You you really got to make it nice, though, because, like... Oh, yeah, no, exactly. I want to invest, like, all my money in this. God. I don't even know, like... Because, like, most of them are, like, just super small little buildings, so I don't even know where the fuck you would put it. It'd be nice if I... Do, like, a, if I could put it on... Microbreweries. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if I could put, put it... Put in an industrial park. <laughs> You know that place on Mathis Avenue? I might. I don't know. Um, it's like right by my house. I'd really like to have it there. I think. Like I called the number to see what the rent prices were, and of course they don't answer me. But the problem is credit, though. So it's like I don't like. Do you do you have any history of credit? No. Or, just, or is no. your dad gonna do it? No. But even so, like yeah, yeah. Like my my dad did tell me he's like yeah, if you have the money, like. And if they don't put like, you, I, you just put it under my thing or whatever, because he's gonna be a share. Go. <laughs> like he's gonna be a shareholder anyways. So your dad's gonna be a shareholder. Yeah, why not? Then you're both gonna lose money. <laughs> <laughs> We're both gonna lose. Money. My dad's investing in my nightclub. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I don't know how much of a percentage. I mean, at least but... your parents support you, dude. That's that's more than most people can say. I yeah, think it's a good idea, which I was surprised. But I mean, I'm either way. I'm still glad that they think that. I think there is a gap in the market for it here. Definitely. However, definitely. I think with the clientele here, it's very difficult for it to not be a problem. That's just. Yeah. Because everything here is <laughs> stupid. But I think I. <laughs> no, but I mean, we can work through anything. So. That is true. I mean, I mean I'd... half of it's knowing your audience and half of it's trying to fill that gap. So it, it's. Yeah. It, it's, all, it's honestly a crapshoot, man. I mean, man, like, I, I talked to the people at the other club to see what like the deal would be and like i'm like if they did it like i can do it <laughs> we should like dedicate a room to do like the podcast in or just like the, <laughs> yeah. the shit talking room yeah, yeah it's gonna be like so if anybody anytime anytime somebody has a problem instead of kicking them out for fighting you bring them into the fucking podcast and they just argue with each other and then you can sell it online or just have like a youtube channel for it yeah it's, it's like mafia style you know like yeah it's yeah, exactly like, have fucking yeah duke it out on a podcast yeah like, like youtube Screaming. yeah it's, it's it's like the 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 wills club um like um I like like break it up room, best moments or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yo, dog, when I put on these headphones, it's over for you. Hey, man, you, I want you <laughs> to. Mic. You need to play the Linkin Park, man. No, this is just bitches screaming at each other like who didn't get them pregnant. <laughs> Fucking no. Yeah. The first you'll interview the first person that gets roofied at your nightclub. <laughs> Yep. Fucking. 
God. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Yep, I can't wait either, but I have to wait, so. <laughs> it's going to be a little while, but whatever. I don't know. So, I think it's time to start the ranking of the albums. Now, are you going to are you going to include like the the stuff everything we've done that you've recommended to me? Yeah, like we go vice versa. Man, I, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so I think I put Tim Maya at the top. Well, do you want me to read the? Um, do you want me to read the? Yeah, read read through them because I I'm I'll stop doing from it. Right. Yeah, read through them. Yeah, because like you don't want to include the stuff that you recommended to me, right? Because that 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 list is not really like necessarily. No, I'm not doing. Yeah, right, okay. too much. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, My top thirty. <laughs> okay, let's see. The first one I did was uh, "Guitarra de las Pampas" by what's his name? I don't remember what his name was. Um. Roberto Lara. Yeah, there we go. I did like that one. I think that one was my third favorite thing you recommended. Yeah. The other solo artists, I think I liked a little bit better. Okay. Well, the other uh, Spanish guitar guy. Um, so, yeah, so we got we got um, Guitar of the Pampas from Argentina by Roberto Lara. Um, Parachutes by Coldplay. I don't know if you're... I think that's my second favorite, which is really surprising hey, to That's your yeah, second favorite? I know. Okay, Parachutes, I know. man. It's a, good, it's a good album. You, I don't know what to say. So you conv- I convinced you. Yeah, I, I hate Coldplay, but it's a great album. <laughs> I mean, I kind of <laughs> do too, but like... It's just that simple. It just is. Yeah, all right. So we got that one. Uh, Gypsy Kings. Best... Oh, I forgot about Gypsy Kings. I, okay, best I'm of throwing album. that number two. I'm throwing that number two in Coldplay three, and then Roberto Lara four, and then I think Tim Maya is still my favorite. Okay, yeah. Then we got Tim Maya. That's the next. That doesn't one. really count because I've already listened to Gypsy Kings. Yeah, well, I mean, like yeah, I guess yeah. that doesn't count in that sense. I mean, if you want to count it, count it. I, I'll count it. Yeah, it's, I would count it just because it was something I recommended. Yeah. Um. Oh, Libre by Mark Anthony. That probably was at the lower. Yeah, part. right. I, I, that was my least favorite one. I didn't think that you that you rated that particularly high. Yeah. Um. It's and it's not that it sounded bad. It was just I I don't remember why I didn't like it. Right. Um. Our Sidur. No, 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 not that one. Um, Echo in Cuba, the Buena Vista Social Club album. I did like that. I. Th- the Cuban music, I, yeah. I would place that at a little bit behind Roberto Lara. Okay. And then the next one is Ausadur, the album of the Ashkenazi Shabbos music. I actually like that one. Yeah, because that was such a strange mix of, like, every different song was a different genre. Yeah, I was not expecting to like it, but I did. I think I would put that... Um, and fr- ooh, I'll have that tie with Roberto Lara. I think I'll I'll have those tie. All right, and then the I like those equally the same. Okay, wow. And the next three things I I recommended were movies. Um, yeah. So wait, so can you run down the the lists, like from worst to best? Uh, from worst I think is Mark Anthony. Um, okay. The next one up is the. Uh, 
the Encho and Kuba one. Really, that's and then the that's lower than um. I'm sorry. That's that's so the Roberto Lara and the Jewish one is next tied, and then the Encho and Kuba one is next, and then after that is uh, Coldplay, then Gypsy Kings, then Tim Maya. Okay, so you do like Gypsy Kings better than Coldplay? Yeah, I do. Man, Tim Maya, I, I like, listen to them more. Well, okay, so like, where does the line draw of like stuff that you're still listening to? Like, do you know what um, I'm saying? Like, wait, where does the line, like, where did you draw the line for like, yeah, I haven't really checked back on this. I haven't listened to Roberto Lara or the Cuban one mm. or the Mark Anthony one or the Jewish one. I actually haven't been listening to Gypsy Kings at all wow. since I listened to it. I think Coldplay and Tim Maya have been the only two that I've been revisiting. But that's because I've been just on a different musical kick these last couple months. Yeah. Well, and also that is just it's genuinely good music. Yeah. Um, but also, like that, those songs are obviously like that music's less ethnic. Um, yeah, I I think because like my the points that I I've made repeatedly through those on those podcasts was the fact that like I can't just sit and listen to that. I need to like go out and do something like dance or be with people. You know what I mean? Like I I feel like that's same. probably why. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to listen to Coldplay when I'm at a, when I'm out with people or at a party or driving. I'd rather. You know, I'd I'd rather listen to the yeah, other like stuff. you want to sit down and pay attention. Um, that, yeah, that's fair. exactly. I still think um, the guitar of the Pampas, the Roberto Lara, that um is very good, like relaxing music, and to, like yeah, that like late at night, just reading something. It's I I never like the 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 actual like guitar, like picking is really good in that, and I love the way he plays it. Also the yeah, it's played very well. Also, I love the album cover, of just like that, like that shot of the the Argentine guy holding the guitar on the the llama. I love the angle. He's like looking at yeah. the at the the camera, so to speak. Um, I love it. Like yeah, it's his a good angle. Yeah, and like I love his hat and like how it it shadows his eyes. It, it looks really cool. Yeah, and I remember because that one was all instrumental, so I really had to focus on like different parts—the parts that I liked and the parts that I didn't like. I think that was the overall thing. Was like like overall as songs, I thought they were kind of all over the place, but I liked the specific melodies that were in a lot of the songs too. Yeah, I think that's where I was at. Yeah, I kind of um, shared the same opinion. Because um, like like just like with Scale of the Summit, instrumental music is hard because you have to do a bunch of different stuff to make it interesting. You can't just do a standard, you know. Yeah, it's more melody based and you know free flowing as opposed to like intro verse chorus breakdown bridge and outro whatever the fuck right so you kind of yeah. have to but and when you do that it just makes it more difficult and you you take more risks i think yeah oh yeah um unless it's not lo-fi ambient where it's the same shit over and over again but that's a different style yeah um what what are you like most and least looking forward to going back and listening to out of the stuff that it's like, you just kind of listened to it once and didn't do it anymore. Um, I think the, the Mark Anthony one's probably the least, like, I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I, I can't see a scenario unless it was like, 
like a girl I was talking to was like really into Mark Anthony. So you were like, I like this part of it. Like, you know what I mean? I had to do all that bullshit. That was probably the worst I thing I recommended. I mean, I still like the album, but even so, even as like an introduction to salsa music, I think I could have done better. He wasn't salsa though. It was just straight up pop. No, that's that's salsa. Was it? I thought... It's it's poppier, less like rhythmic and ethnic. But no, no, it's not. It's not full on pop. I might be remember. I, I might need to listen to it again. I just remember. No, his actual full on pop music is terrible. Oh, his more American stuff. Yeah, and like he sings in English. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. No, but his his actual Spanish stuff is is superior. But I think even so, like the choice of like artists, like I, I think like personally, he's kind of overrated. Right. Um, and even so, like in the, it's a, okay six months. It's been wow. Yeah, like in that time, like I've just I've listened to so much more music. I've I've just I've gone down the Spanish language music rabbit hole. So like I just think I I could have got something better if we were at a different point in time. And I'm 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 I mean obviously. This isn't the last podcast. We could still do it. Like, I was about to say, this is not the NLB. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, but yeah. Um, nice. So, um, should I give my take? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, so let me look at your. Um, let me look at your things real quick. Okay, crack the sky. Warp Rider by the Sword. Oh yeah, I forgot I recommend that one. I love that album. F Tones. Chevelle. Slipknot. Um. Advitic Sound. Wait, what is that one? Oh, that's Ohm. Yeah, Adviatic Song, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, Ohm, uh, yeah. Um, Blood Mountain. And The Migration. Okay, um, should I go, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go worst to best. Worst was definitely The Migration. Um... Mm. that's the thing like i'm the same with you where like i had like a like some like a couple albums where like i just haven't listened to them in so long yeah um let me see like the sword actually i think i i definitely remember liking the sword better than um deftones even though i think deftones i that's actually the one i'm curious to go back to out of the ones that I haven't really paid much attention to after we talked about them. Like Chevelle. And that's when I did a compilation of, I didn't do one album, right? Yeah, right. You did a compilation. Same with Chevelle, okay. which Chevelle, yeah. um, actually, no, I liked Chevelle better than the sword. So I guess I put, um, did you really, I think I did going off of how I remembered it. I remember you thought like you liked a couple of the the tracks and then like you didn't like the last half. I don't. But I think for the sword you liked the whole album. I think. I did, but like I, nothing really on the sword album really sticks out to me anymore. Whereas like, 
when I think when I hear when I when I see the Chevelle, um, like that it's on the list, I think like the I'm on the way to Mars. Like I remember their stuff. Yeah. So I guess I I I give them points for that. Um. So I guess probably um. But then Deftones, I remembered I I liked the production and the atmosphere. So I guess I'd put um. I'll put it in. Um. Okay, the migration. Then. Then Deftones, just because I, the memory is just fading on me. Then, Warp Rider. Then, Chevelle. Uh, what else do you have? Okay, Slipknot. I forgot to mention that one. Then after that. Okay. So then after, fuck, I forgot the order. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so it's gonna be shit. Okay, it's the migration, Deftones, Warp Rider, Chevelle, Adviatic Songs. Actually, no, I put Chevelle on top of Adviatic Songs. Um, then after Chevelle. I put ooh opiate. I forgot about that one. I think I'll put that one there in the next spot. Then, because now we're getting to like the good, good stuff. This is hard. Because now we're at the top three, which is crack the sky. Blood Mountain and From Mars is Serious. Oh, wait, did I mention Slipknot yet? You did. But did I say where I put them? I I don't think so. All right, I'll put them at number four then. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're. I don't remember you liking that one too much. No, I, I liked it. Um,. Because I'm trying to think. Well, then what was the last? The, what what was number five? Then what's what's the one I put above, like above it? This is getting too confusing. <laughs> Fuck! I wish I had them all written out because I'm just looking at the thumbnails. Well, I think it's a lot of empty space, brother. <laughs> Shit. Well, no, no. I well, okay. At the end of the day, I really like the Slipknot. I think it's the because I I I picked a couple of the earlier songs, and that's more of the raw shit. So I think they're. I actually like that weren't. stuff. I, I I thought it was interesting how they they made like like some of the songs like kind of had like rap elements and it worked. It surprised yeah. me. It was it was an interesting experience because I had this kind of perception of who Slipknot was and it was kind of true, but not really at the same time. It was it was an interesting experience. Um, they get lumped into that like all metal is noise category. <laughs> no, you know, and I would definitely not put them in that category. Yeah, um, they definitely have melody and fucking structure. <laughs> definitely, and they and especially creativity too. I always yeah. give points for that. Um, but doing okay, doing these top three is insanely hard. All right, I'm gonna have to say, Blood Mountain, then Crack the Sky, 
than from Mars to Sirius. From Mars to Sirius is the king. It it takes yeah. it takes the crown. Nothing tops that. That is the best thing you've recommended to me. And I I wish I could say the same thing. Well, actually, I mean, I, I, like the uh, like Blood Mountain and Crack the Sky are just as awesome and good. They're just slightly like slightly worse than than Crack the Sky. But it's like they're all like I think they're all tens. I go back and forth because Crack the Sky was the album that got me into this genre. Like even before Tool, I listened to Mastodon. Oh I yeah, I forgot Tool. you you mentioned that. So it's like yeah, it's for me, ten. it's like the album. But from Mars of Sirius was like the first album that like sparked my creativity to do um a bunch of like every time I feel like I'm getting like I'm trapping myself in a box, I think back to that album and I want it inspires mm-hmm. me to try something different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But yeah, but those two albums—that's really what solidifies it for me. Okay. But yeah, I cracked the sky. I listened to when I was very young, so it, it shaped a lot of the the stuff that I like. Nice. Especially divinations. That's such a fucking. I'm still like it's such a bitch of a song to play. I bet. Ugh. But yeah, all three of I those. Play banjo. <laughs> play it I on. Like I need to learn banjo so I can play Mastodon songs better. <laughs> yeah, play play Mastodon on the banjo. Exactly. But yeah, like I said, all those top three albums are all tens. Um, let me see. Yeah, Warp Rider, um, I th- was definitely more just like hard rock, and that doesn't resonate with me more as much as like um the um prog metal stuff you recommended. I, I really did like the sci-fi kind of as like um motif. The riffs on the album are really fucking good. I like them a lot. Yeah, yeah, they they were they were they're kind of cool. And like I said on that on the podcast, I really like that Saturday morning kind of jam. Yeah. Like thing. fast black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, like it's felt like we're we're just playing in the garage, you know, in the suburbs. Like yeah. it definitely evoked that kind of thing. They're definitely like like of all the bands that are like I listen to like a band band, you know what I mean? Like they're like a guy, yeah, the, just, the best, the best guys that you're from your hometown. Exactly. Yes. I, I love, yeah. yeah like they, they don't feel they're like they're, fun. they're too professional and they don't feel like they just like, they're just too generic. Like they're, yeah. Yeah. Like, like they're like the best of like, does this count as like indie rock or not really? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Cause I don't know how mainstream the sword is. They they're one of those bands that had a cult following. Okay. They never got like too massive, and that's kind of the reason why they stopped being a band because they couldn't like make that much money. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know they stopped being Especially, a band because they um they were doing uh streaming during COVID, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get the band back together from doing that, but I I think it fell through. So I don't know. Man. Well, maybe we I I I'd be willing to listen to to, to more of their stuff. I think the problem is our last album was fucking awful. Like it was, was it really? Very, it was, was it that yeah, it bad? Was, it was just okay. bad. It was it was bad. It wasn't even like it was like oh this is their weakest album. Like no, it was just a bad. Like they were bad songs. <laughs> it wasn't like yeah, it just wasn't the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they switched. They actually they they switched to a more like southern rock indie 
kind of softer. It, I, I don't even know how to do it. They totally switched their style on the last two albums that they did, but the last one, that was just the nail in the coffin. I think really? that's why it, it kind of killed them as a band. <laughs> I think their last album killed them, honestly. All right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. It, it was like the, a, it was like the, their Saint Anger. No, it was worse than their Saint Anger. Oh, okay. Because like, Saint- Cause that, didn't, that didn't kill Metallica. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really. I was, well, I mean, that just got them made fun of. <laughs> well, I mean, really, though, like, did they get that much better? I think so. Well, you know, I well, I was just kind of playing devil's advocate because I, I like I I like their um, well, what what what's that 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 their their most recent one like in twenty sixteen I forget the name of it. Oh yeah, was it Moth into Flame or is it the no, title that, track? That was like a song on it. Um, oh, I don't remember. Let me see. Oh, ha- damage! It was hardwired to self destruct. That's what it was called. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, think, I liked I mean, it. Had some good. They had some good riffs in it, and they like I liked how like they still proved that like, you know, like they they could do something kind of like reminiscent of their old music. Yeah, and they didn't just like go like alternative and stuff. I think with them, like I don't think I guess let me me restructure this. I don't think they got better, but I don't think they got worse. I think they just kind of they just stayed semi consistent with their sound. But I don't think any newer riff. Yeah, like is it was just a, right. Like it was a logical um, extension of like what they had already done. Moth into a flame yeah, is, a, pre- I think, is a great song. I do like that song a lot. But like, if you listen to the riff, like it's not as distinct. Uh, as, like a lot of their early yeah. riffs are distinct. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, I really like. Um, yeah, like the riffs are not distinct, but I, I like the lyrics actually on, on this album. I think it's. I think they have good lyrics and I, I like their talk about, uh, and I know they talked about this before, but it just, you know, it resonates more because they're older here. Like when they're talking about coming home from battle, you know, and, and like, you know, like, um, all the stuff and like just dealing with depression, yeah. like on confusion. I, I really like that song. I think with, with them, um, <laughs> this is just a byproduct of making music for, fucking decades is they've always been catchy and that's kind of been their the the biggest distinction of why they're more popular than bands like you know megadeth or slayer yeah, they're categorized pantera because pantera was more of a heavier band even though they're part of the big four like they're like a lot of like death metal guys like pantera more than they like metallica true slayer slayer just was <sighs> never listened to i have them. a lot of shit to say about slayer but i don't really want to get into that they're, they're always hit and miss for me but Metallica has always been like commercially catchy. Like, like people oh, are, yeah. like, you go to a bar in some, the yuppiest city, like boomers are dancing to enter Sandman. It's just, yeah, you, you told me that. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, they've always had that, you know, hook. So yeah, I think I, that's what they've stayed consistent on. I really, and I, like I said, I really like their lyrics too. Um, like on Injustice for All, which I think, yeah. which I, th- I think still is my favorite album of theirs. It cracks me up. You think that's their best album? That's my favorite, not necessarily their best, but like even so, oh, even if favorite. I even if I said it was the best, like like what like what do you take issue from that? I don't take issue from it. I just think it's funny that that's. Oh well, no, no, that. but like like why do you think that that's funny? Is what I'm asking. Because it's it's like besides Saint Anger, it's a very memed on album, is especially. It? But actually, is it really? I, it, I didn't wait. 
How? It's more of the production. The more I'm thinking, never mind. The, I'm thinking because like the songs are actually good on that album. It's just the production was god awful. That's the biggest. That's what people make fun of it. Like people oh. always make fun of Metallica for the production that they choose to do. Oh yeah, no, no, no. that that is definitely valid. Um, but Sync Anger was a double whammy because not only was the production bad, the fucking music was bad too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the and Justice for All. Um, like. I really like the yeah, like I said, I love the lyrics. I love the the album cover. That's just badass. Yeah, um, they have really, blackened. I think is the my favorite one off that. Album. Is it on? Wait, yeah, that's blackened the, is on that album, right? It is. Yeah, like the it's the opening okay. track. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I, I always get confused with their albums. I love the title track for Injustice for All. Yeah, I love what he's saying about um, you know, like how they want us to just be apathetic. You know. Yeah, that's um, or, or like how he says, "Lady Justice has been raped." That's a very powerful line. <laughs> like we're, yeah. you know, like yeah, like we're being robbed of our justice, essentially. Um, I forgot ones on that album too. It's honestly like Officer of Sorrows. Yeah, one is probably like my least favorite song on the. Al- I really like the song, but I think it's the worst one on the album. I think it's the most popular one. Was that it their? It is, yeah, but that that. that like it that typically happens though with a band like this where it's like more mainstream like the most catchier right exactly it's 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 catchier it's not really as heavy until like midway into the song i think people like the theme of it yeah i could see that and i coming back and injured theme yeah but that's the one thing that yeah but i I think they, they, they can do that better in like other i think they've done it better in other songs I agree, and I, this is the one thing that is really funny to me because a lot of people that aren't like you, you watch like the reaction channels are on YouTube. The people that aren't into metal, and they listen to it, and like they they actually read the lyrics, and it's like they're they're really confused. They're like, this is totally different from why like they're like anti government, anti war, and a lot of people are that way now. But back in the day, like that's a very, I mean, it's still kind of a, I actually I don't think it's a very controversial. T- I feel like. The only controversial thing is like not supporting the troops and not supporting the cops as opposed to just being critical of the whole system. But like metal has oh, always yeah. been anti-establishment since its conception. And that's part of the reason why it's been spun by the media to saying it's like demonic and all that shit because it, it's, it's just a far cry from them. Just their message of being against just totalitarianism is the biggest thing. I mean, so, like, people I, were shocked um, to hear how like anti-war and violence Metallica actually is, as opposed to thinking that their lyrics are aggressive and violent. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like people think it's inciting violence. Like no, that stuff yeah. is demonic, and that stuff I probably wouldn't listen to. No, but like Metallica, like you said, like when you actually listen to it, not only is it like it's 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 like anti-war and all this. Other, I mean, who isn't anti-war? Like I'm anti-war. Like I hate that term. Like, well, okay, I guess but, not anti-war, but like no, critical I, of the I, government. I, I know what you mean, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's like who isn't critical of the government? Like who is who is holding up the government on a pedestal? Nobody, right? But but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like not only is it like is is it a, a, um not only is it like anti kind of like it's just it's, it's critical of like systems and and things like that and institutions, but it's like it also talks about you know like themes of like suicide and you know war and um drugs yes yeah, like addiction that's like probably their most famous uh, riff like i'm sorry like theme yeah. is is addictions and fighting those master of puppets yeah cut man. your breakfast on a mirror <laughs> yeah man i love that album cover of like the hands pulling the strings on the graves 
Well, that's the whole entire point of that album too. The the puppet the puppet master pulling the strings of the dead soldiers. That's the whole entire fucking point. Hey, but I mean, I just think the album cover is really cool. Yeah, it is a good album cover. And uh, and like the coloring Very of it. Retro. Yeah, and like I. Yeah. Ride the lightning, I think, works really well as just that. It's so eighties thrash metal. It's like their most. Yeah. It's their most unique album, in my opinion. Like it, yeah, it definitely solidified them as a thrash band with that one. Yeah, because I think it's it, yeah, it sounds very different than the rest of their stuff. Um, for whom the bell tolls, and creeping death, they're just I think those are bangers. Yeah, that's I think I think that's probably my favorite album of theirs. You uh, is ride the lightning. Yeah. Okay. If I had to pick one, not uh, kill them all. <sighs> Uh, I, something about that album that just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know why. I, I think, and I don't. I don't want to say the production because, in all reality, like bad production won't stray me away from liking a song if I think it's a genuinely good song. But for some reason, with that one, it just it just seems too dated for me. I don't know why. For me, um, it's not necessarily that. For me, it pro- it's probably just like I think they just weren't as sophisticated yet. And like you can see a lot this of their first album, like, right? Because yeah. like there's just a lot. Oh, right, exactly. Um, but because like there's a lot of just like segments in the songs where it's like the same repeated thing, and there's they're not really good at you know like me, me, mixing it up and just like keeping me into it. Like a lot of the songs, I'm just yeah. like, man, this could have been shorter, or like, or he could have done something different here to you know. Um, I think it's all about potential because you can. You can look at a bunch of people's first albums and you can just tell directly from their first album like they're never going to get any better. There's no actual potential in this or they're not going to change their style or whatever. But like when I when I cuz like when I listen to people's first albums it's like, man, how does how do bands ever get famous if like the first albums are sometimes usually like the worst ones and they just yeah. keep like how do they ever get their break? But I think it's cuz like you can tell they have the potential to be a really great band from that album. Yeah. And obviously people there's people that genuinely really love the songs in the album, not saying that but like I think just overall like to catapult them as the most popular metal band on the planet from that album. I don't even think that was I I don't know much of their history. I don't know what album blew them up, but I don't think it was the first one. I'm pretty sure it was Right the Lightning. Yeah. And I think Master of Puppets um, was like the like they, that's the most their... mainstream one, I think. Really? Master of Puppets, I think no, so. No, yeah. I think the main most mainstream is the black album. What was the song? Man, I don't fucking Black Album is like Enter Sandman, Sad But True, Wherever I May Roam. Nothing else. Enter Sandman's on the Black Album? Yeah. I thought that was on Master of Puppets. No, no, no. Master oh, Puppets okay. is like Orion, um, Battery, Leper, okay. Leper Messiah. Yeah. Sanitarium. Oh, that's a banger. Sanitarium. Yeah. I love that opening riff. It's really yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, I, th- okay. I think the Black Album is their most mainstream. I guess. I, I don't know which one's more popular, Inner Sandman or um, uh, Master of Puppets. I don't know which one is a more popular song i assume it's enter sandman i think yeah i think enter sandman like everyone knows that i think yeah but everyone also knows master of puppets too well i think people more just remember the idea of the album not necessarily like the actual song Uh, because like the i think the actual song is not as like but people know enter sandman 
Well, the I guess net, like Netflix, the Stranger Things <coughs> shit really popped it off back in the. So I don't know if it's more popular now because of that. Yeah, I don't. I guess so. Especially with like the younger kids. Yeah, with the the kiddos. The kiddos, the Gen Zs. Yeah. Of which I'm a part of. Yeah. Or I guess what's the newest one? Generation Alpha. Yeah. Yeah, all the people who took the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> that red pill gen. That'd be really funny if it was a red pill generation. <laughs> just every all like all these twelve year olds are like. I mean, we're gonna have that. <laughs> well, no, because I think red pill like misses the whole point. It's like, yeah, we're gonna like do all these traditional things without recognizing where all this traditional stuff comes from, and understand why that's how it was. And also, like, what really pisses me off about these people is that they're just like. Yeah, like fuck women. We don't. I'm like, what do you mean, fuck women? They're like, they're half of our species. Like they, the men complement women, and women complement men. Like, and also like, how are we gonna continue our, like, anything if like if you just say stuff like that? It's like the feminists. It's the exact opposite side of the spectrum. You know, like. I I think it's just because the whole goal is not actual you know, self-growth. The goal is just to, you know, sell you on your insecurities and make you believe this narrative that you're more special than you think you are and that the other person's out to fuck you. Well, exactly. It's general it, it, life. <laughs> it's that. And then it's like the whole, like, it, it's just like the whole, like, you just need to be, like, relying on yourself. Like, you don't need a woman. And it's like, no, you need a woman. <laughs> Just as much as, like, a woman needs a man, you know? Like, I think I mentioned this the last time. I think they're, they they give you good individual tips to help better yourself as a person. Right, like, is it... Help, is like, it grow your discipline, but they yeah. have very shitty advice when it comes to socializing with other people, especially from the other gender. Like, that's where they're disingenuous. Oh, yeah, or, like, all of that sh- And it's, like, if they give you some, like, some advice of, like, the how to be more confident or so or like how to like six signs like a girl likes yours it's like is that true probably but it's like the best thing you can do is to just talk to someone and be yourself that's really the best thing you could do no the best thing you sh- you can do is fucking learn the people you need to stay away from and then well, exactly yeah <laughs> Right, you but don't even have to worry about that shit. You don't have to look up top ten ways to fucking get right, women. And, like you'll just come into your life. Right, and like you could if you. Yeah. But like yeah, like you could, and you could just do like you like you said you could. I think like you can know who and who you should not be around just by being yourself, right? Because if you're fake, you're gonna be around people that. You know, you shouldn't like you just, are like you you've sold on a lie, right? Yeah. It's like once you do the personal growth shit, if you have that down, you're not going to need that. Of, like you, the people, the right people are going to come into your life. Unless you're just fucking ugly, then you're fucked. But I know. And if that's like, <laughs> right. It's like that is the philosophical question of our time. Why does God make some people so ugly? Well, <laughs> I think just to just like, like the that's not fair sure the rest of us how good we have it i don't know yeah oh. um, but i think 
like if you're ugly and you're not funny, you can be as confident as you want, but you're, you, it's just life's not going to be fun. And it's unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. Being ugly, not funny, and you're not smart is like the worst combination ever. <laughs> God. Like what could, Obviously what could be worse? Subjective, but like. I can't like, cause I'm sure there's, there's someone out there that thinks like you and I are all three since like, it like, it doesn't matter how many people like you. There's at least one person that hates every single aspect of you. So it's like, you're ugly. You're not funny. And you fucking just suck at everything in general. Oh yeah. No, I mean, um, it's like, I am very, like, I'm pretty sure that there's a billion people who think that about me, but it's like, yeah. that's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> There's, but there's other people. I mean, there's just, there's just so many. And that's, I think, what people don't understand is, like, there's so many goddamn people out there. Like, you can fall in love ten times in your lifetime if you really want to. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, I can't I can't find somebody. This is so difficult. It's just, like, work on yourself. <laughs> that's the reason. Like, there's a yeah. reason why you're not getting somebody. Right. Especially and also- if you're not, like, fuck ugly. Like, there's a lot of people that are attractive that they seem to have trouble with dating or they can't find somebody that it's for them half of it is at least your fault if not all of it like at least like half is a very statistically safe number to say two people coming together 50 percent my fault 50 percent your fault you know what i mean like yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's reasonable you're pointing any fingers <laughs> i dude i'm pointing myself like there's times where i've had like struggling with that kind of shit or like I've been with people that I just, I couldn't like, I always ask them like, why the fuck can I see this coming? Or I've also, oh, yeah, where, state, you know where you mean? got played. Yeah. But here's the thing though. You fucking like, you need to go through that shit. Cause then you need to learn what not to do. And you do, you can't like very um, few people. I learned that on shit. The first try. <laughs> I learned like, that my shit mom, the hard way. <laughs> my mom's been married twice. My dad's been married once. My dad got lucky and found it one time. You know what I mean? But my mom had to do it two times. Like, shit just happens. Life is not simple. So I hate when people boil it down to like, oh, this is the reason. Like, no, it's a plethora of fucking reasons. Half your fault, it's half boiled, your fault. It's boiled or down more. to there's alpha males and beta males. Yeah. Maybe it's 70-30. Maybe 70% your fault, 30% their fault. Or if you date somebody that's really political, 100% their fault. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> it's just, it, it fucking, it's different from every person you meet. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, I just, I just watched this video where it was like, literally, like, you can, he compared, he was showing this video, um, what was it? It was like, oh yeah, he was explaining why you shouldn't be sad if you, if you're single based on this regular show episode. Um, and how like people think that like, I'm not in a relationship, therefore like I have no worth. Yeah. And then it's like, no. And like also how like you shouldn't be sad that like this one person out of like seven billion you know human beings like wasn't the one it's like the, like there's literally seven billion other people <laughs> i think what's more difficult than being like alone when you're single is feeling alone when you're in a relationship because you can you can oh, i fall bet in that love can happen with, yeah. you can fall in love with somebody completely <laughs> when you're full into a relationship that's so fucked up but it happens and we can't control it sometimes <laughs> you know and i think i think it's just i don't know it's, there's no one fucking answer but what i'm what i know for sure is that those people are being disingenuous by telling that it's this like this is the fucking secret sauce this is this this is the ingredient no anytime they're trying to you're sell lying me 10 
No, anything that is being sold as the secret sauce is bullshit. I'm sorry. When it comes to selling anything. I just, I don't know, like, that's the whole point of advertising. The whole point of advertising as a whole is to pick out an insecurity or something. You you create a thing that people didn't know they needed and that you have to be the one that can fill that hole and only you can do it and you're better than everybody else in your competition. Absolutely. So it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, everything, every, every person that's trying to sell you something, it's because it's playing off of the mindset that it's something that you don't have, whether that's a physical product or an illness or... Yeah. lifestyle yeah, or a like piece of clothing you're like just every, ugly everything is you know, like you like, don't have this this is what you need it's like how the fuck do you know what i need like oh, oh i know yeah what you need exactly no that's that's what society that's what makes it insidious yeah like but i mean you can't not i mean there's it's, it's like it's the same thing with jokes so it's like jokes are inherently cruel because there has to oh, be a victim yeah right but like right? i don't think um no, no, I don't think advertising as a whole is bad. I think advertising in the way you said it is just, I think it just, it shouldn't be a thing. Like, adver- what my point is like, it's, it's by design, it's meant to fill a gap. So like, even if it's not insidious, like the fact that you feel the need, like besides, you know, necessities, the fact that you feel the need to buy something means that you're right. missing it. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like you need to come to Will's Salsa Club. <laughs> because no one else is, is has a salsa club like this. So I'm filling a and need, and I'm saying that you suck, and you need to, you need to spice up your life and go to the club. Yeah, and, and especially like with poor people thinking that they're left out by society because most of the time, like especially nowadays, like any like people value very material shit: cars, clothes, jewelry, bitches. It's all physical, right? Yeah, like <laughs> like <laughs> right. Exactly. And like most of the time, you need money to sustain that shit, and if you don't have it, then you're worthless. Yeah, Your right. intellect is different. Like only very, very few people actually um, value intellect or personality. I, yeah, I like think very few people actually value those things. I'll put it, and that's not being like, oh, we're lost. Like no, like just like by design. Oh yeah, no, like no, just like they they don't have a lot of people like just don't have a respect for intelligentsia if you see what i'm saying by that intelligentsia yeah of of just like of just the ability so to speak like just the ability to deal with advanced concepts and advanced abilities and just and things like that and and you know like classical education and and stuff like that um and also just like how how people have like just this black and white view of just like corporations bad like if if you wear a white collar and a tie like you're bad it's like like you're just the soulless corporate like ugly like no like that that's not a a, a good way to look like that's not a good lens to look at reality through you know cuz it's like if that's like it's because like with uh, with Fight Club, you know, like Fight Club has a lot of good stuff in it, but I think like where it it just it's it's harmful, n- not just in like the like the nihilistic like um, terrorism like and in how it incites violence against like our institutions and our elected officials. Because I'm like, we we really should like that's that's kind of fucked up, but also like, um, well, it's like. Is the main character living like just like a boring, 
Like, is is he working a boring, meaningless, soulless job where he has to wear the the suit and it's like the same thing as everybody else? And it's like, yes, he is. And is that bad? Yes, but it's like at this at the same time, like as long as you have, like if you have like like Judeo Christian values and and like you value you know like your family and and your friends and like your your community and like you know you go to church essentially like most people just look at that as something that you just have to deal with in life like all right i gotta deal with this stupid job but i mean if it you know because like because like the main character is just using all the the money he gets just to pay for his like nice apartment and just buy shit that he doesn't need you know Whereas, like, yeah. right, because it's it, all of it is really just the motive. Because it's like, what are you doing it for? It's like, if are you doing it right for that, for that nice apartment and like this shit that like doesn't matter? Yeah, that's pretty meaningless, and that's gonna make you feel really depressed. But it's like, and so yeah. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, yes, that is a very oppressive, like, that that's a very oppressive like corporate environment, I, I guess. But like, when you look at it through the like lens of, oh, I need to go through hell for my for my friends and family and my community so like this job is just you know it's just one of those things i have to deal with right so and if you do if you do do that and like that's what you're investing your money in then like you know it doesn't seem all that bad anymore well i think it's just with anything if you just go into it with the right mindset you can exactly I, yeah because a lot of like a lot of people not, that are just I, like oh like we're just we're fucked our society is just done it's like no we're not like come on <laughs> I think we'll get there eventually. I, I don't see any more progress to be made, honestly. From I think we've, I know we talked about it. I think we've, I don't think we've reached peak innovation, but I think we've reached peak society. Like, I don't think peak, we can get like, much. I don't think, I don't think cringe. we can get better. Yeah. Peak, yeah, I, peak stupidity. I think, it, I think we can only go worse from here, regardless of, you know, people argue how soon our entire species is going to collapse in on itself whether it's by a naturist force or if it's just by our own hand but I, I don't think it'll get better i think it'll just slowly keep getting worse i don't think it'll be a i think the roller coaster's over because i remember my dad was telling me like even like with this grandparent generation like every generation like the world's going to hell like every 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 person has that idea that their generation is going to be the last <laughs> the last good one man i didn't realize yeah. that but I, but think, I, I, but I honestly think didn't that we're think not going to get better. The boomers just thought that life just goes on and everything's happy, right? Just because, you know, they had everything. <laughs> it's funny listening to someone like George Carlin rip on the boomers because he's older than the boomers. But, like, in his mind, they're the younger, spoiled generation that got handed everything. And now they're all fat adults. <laughs> yeah, that, that's funny, though. Yeah, because like, he, he's the... They went from cocaine to Rogaine. <laughs> He's like part now of the counting grams. Only it's fat grams. Okay. Yeah, he's like the silent generation. I think those are like that's like right yeah. before the boomers. Yeah. So yeah. I I thought that was interesting that he was complaining about boomers as an older person, not a younger person. No, but that just shows how shitty of a generation they are. But it, yeah, but it's funny how it dates his stuff. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, an older person was complaining about the boomers as a younger generation. Yeah. <laughs> man that like that's crazy to think about that it's that old but um yeah. oh as you were They're saying though old. yeah no exactly but as you were saying with like the like this this you have the, your priority is all in this like material 
things, right? So that's like when I when I see these these signs and when I'm driving in DC doing the deliveries, and I see these these signs for like these these programs that are just like it it says I serve lunch at my kids uh school cafeteria but we don't have money to put food on the table. I'm like, what are you spending your money on? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, you really can't afford that. It's like, you know, like, I'm like, it, 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 it's my same assessment I have with people that say they don't have time to pray. I'm like, examine everything you're doing in a day. You have time, you know, like, it's just certain things where it's just like, you just don't need this and like you just you don't need that and you can just spend more time with with God and stuff like that yeah i i my opinion on this always changes because i i empathize with the fact that most of the time shit is just getting like way more expensive the cost of living is rising like it is getting very like most people sure. are living paycheck to paycheck sure. i don't think very, very few people claim that they can't like afford to feed themselves or for like unless they're just going to be borderline homeless but these days there's a lot of jobs that are like starting to pay you a little bit more money than minimum wage for not having any like college degree or like even a high school degree. Like there's a bunch of places, like obviously you're going to struggle to live, but like, I don't, there's very few, like if you're working full time, no matter what job you do, like I don't like, obviously you don't have much money to do anything besides pay your fucking bills and feed yourself. That's like the essentials. So like anything like with hobbies or outside of that, that's going to be where you don't have any sort of fun. And I kind of go back and forth with the sentiment of like, for people that are poor and they can't seem to get out of being poor, so it's like, are they really just going to live their life struggling paycheck to paycheck, or like, are they going to buy a video game every now and again and you know not eat or whatever? Well, <laughs> so right, and it's it and depends. it's and it is the question of like, you know, if like because it's like, um, I've heard the sentiment where it's like, you know, like if they just like want to drown their sorrows in a beer. Like, have at it, you know? Like, yeah. that is their decision. And I understand that. I th- um, or, I, like, yeah, like... I think I'll, for me... Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, or, like, yeah, I, I just... I want to buy that video game or something. I don't know. Like, just something. But I just think, I think it's it just... just depends. Sorry. Well, I just think it, it's just... That is just even more so just a lack of, like, they don't have a community. And they don't have, like, you know, they don't go to church or anything like that. And they don't have, like... They don't see those kinds of... You know, like they don't see Jesus in these different situations, um, but because um, like also like when you look at um, well, you talk about like well, you know like why are th- like like when okay not necessarily why but you were saying like, you know things are more expensive now and everything but it's like when you take a look at it, I mean it makes more sense because it's like the more and more we have all of these things that are just seen as like this is like this needs to be in like. Like every single person needs to have this, you know, like, like a television or air conditioning or water, like, in, like running water in your house. Yeah. Like that's unprecedented in human. Like I just go to fucking walk like two feet and I can just get water and I'm hydrated. Yeah. Or yeah, like I said, electricity, you can have a stove, you can have all these kitchen appliances, which make your life easier and stuff like that. And you can have air conditioning. Like the more and more you have that in every single person's home, like that's expensive as shit, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so, like, the one argument that I always hated that people that, like, oh, you see these people walk around asking for money, but they have a smartphone, like, no shit, that's, like, required for modern everyday life. <laughs> Especially no. if you need to look for jobs or try to make money in more passive oh, yeah. ways. Like, you need a smartphone. My because problem... it's cheaper than a laptop for the most part. But actually, oh, yeah. Let me take it back. It's cheaper than a shitty laptop. Oh like yeah, because like you can get a the, shitty laptop, but it's not going to do you much. It, like a nicer smartphone is going to do you better than a shitty laptop. Oh yeah, because your smartphone is a computer. But no, but my, my problem is not they have a phone. My problem would be like they're buying the new iPhone every year. You know. Well, yeah, if you, you're retarded if you do that. But like the mm-hmm. people, like the people don't know that they just automatically assume that like they'll see somebody with a smartphone that isn't that needs help and they just assume that they can. It's like. This, first of all, smartphones have been out for fucking at least strong like ten years, more yeah, than ten years, yeah. right? Like you can, like that's a safe number. Like so, for ten, like what do you expect people have a flip phone? Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, I don't even the think fuck? those like can, are operational anymore. Yeah, but so it's just like what the fuck? No, I also have a problem with like it's you know it's like they're they're begging and like they're on the streets, but it's like. They wear they're wearing like super expensive clothes. It's like, hmm, I wonder why. It depends. Like you don't know if they bought it or someone gave it to him. Who knows? I think you have to find more evidence. Like if you see the homeless guy, because like I I've seen stories of people will watch and then they'll get in like a Mercedes after they're done begging in the streets. So like, and if that's the case, then like okay, you got played. But I don't know. Just because somebody has nice shit doesn't mean that first off they bought it. <laughs> that might be the only pair of clothes they have. But yeah, exactly. Know. So I, I'm like, why is that what you're spending your money on? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know if they bought it. But again, because again, like part of the reason why people are poor, I mean, there's millions of reasons. So like if I you just know, think it's just one of them or their parents are abusive or whatever the fucker is just you I have think some it's, sort of disability, like whatever the thing is. It's like these two things. It's essentially like you don't, you didn't have a good family. You didn't have any family or like you just don't know how to spend money right like yeah not not having not having a family that's not necessarily your fault right you know like how like exactly like you said having abusive like that's not really your fault but then there's the other category or, like i said no where, support system rather no, right, no support right. system right like you have no outlet like a church or anything where you could feel like a sense of belonging right um but then, then there's the other category like i say where it's like you just don't know how to spend your money very well I, I, I think honestly, it's so. There's, there's. I think it's. You just have to categorize different types of people. The people that work full time, and are poor, and those people are not good with money. Like they can say exactly, all the yeah. stuff that they've had handed, like that's been against them. But like, if they don't have a disability and they don't have like a good reason to where they can't find a better job, like. Like, for example, like Amazon, take a company like Amazon, like working in their fulfillment centers is rough. It's, it's a brutal job, um, but What's they're taking center? like doing warehouse shit, oh, like I bet. it's long yeah. hours, like it's they don't treat you that well. It's the pay is not that good, but I guess you get some benefits. But their server technicians like they're, you know, starting off like 40, 50 grand and like you don't even have to have a college degree. You just have to have some proficiency with technology or the people actually, you know what, I can actually, I can, I can narrow this down even further. The people that I can't stand are the people that stay in restaurants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they yeah. work in restaurants their whole life and they complain about being broke. 100% their fucking fault. 
I talked, you know, I, I have talked to so many of those people and like, they'll tell me about their life. And I can think of five things at the top of my head. If they changed that day, they could be in a better position. All they do is drink and buy tattoos and smoke. That's like legitimately the majority of their money. You're starting to and sound they wonder like, why they're broke. You're starting to sound like me. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. People use that argument for everybody, which isn't the case. But for people that work full-time in restaurants, like when they're in their 30s and 40s, that is 100% the case. They are shit with money and they don't want to do – like they, they're just going to stay there forever. They have no ambition. They're, they complain about how hard life is, yet they don't fucking do anything to change it. They just keep floating from restaurant to restaurant. And most right, of them are like, drug addicts, so that's that's another yeah. thing. Most of them are fucking drug addicts or alcoholics. It's like, I got a new job at another restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I can't oh. tell you how many people I – like, the turnover is insane. Like, when I worked, like, in a year, I must have met, like, 40 fucking people. <laughs> like, that worked at where I was. Like, this is retarded. Yeah. Um. But also, a lot of people are there just because they are, just got their college degree and they're just doing that till they find their career job or some people will bartend and then move into real estate. Well, yeah, that's, that's why that's part. what those jobs are good for. They're for like people that are in school and stuff like that. Plus it's cash. It's like they're fucking retarded. They blow untaxed money. Like are you dumb? Yes, the only they one, are. Like dude, even in the modern age, like when I worked the and I worked at a couple restaurants, you only had to report the electronic credit card tips on the computer and that's what was reported the irs you never like the managers did not give a shit like they never forced you to report your cash tips so that's free fucking untaxed money and it was like the majority of your income because like your paycheck was only you know minimum wage if you didn't get fucking tip enough that week pretty sure it was like a dollar it was like less than minimum wage right well no it's it's less than minimum wage but if you don't get tipped if like if, if the amount of money you make in tips doesn't equal minimum wage your paycheck will change to cover it that's yeah. generally how it works in most restaurants otherwise the majority of it's like one two dollars an hour but you make all your money in tips and like i said most of it are cash tips right okay and this is not this is not even outdated like i the last time i worked in a restaurant was like 2018 oh well that was not that long so ago. this isn't like fucking 10 years ago <laughs> Right, 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 yeah. Well, that was that was not a whole decade ago, yeah. Exactly. Like I get most people probably like tip. Like I I don't carry cash. I can't even remember the last time I left a cash tip. I always left like credit card tips. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's, people still do tip a lot in cash, and I know for a fact it's the majority of people's taxable income is not reported in restaurants, and they're blowing the money because they're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and i can say that because i fucking know these people i'm not like some boomer on the outside looking like i have a frame of reference i've talked to so many of these motherfuckers you're not like kids don't play outside anymore and the people that do have ambition they fucking leave (laughs) the people that are very good they don't stay i left because restaurants are shitty and they don't pay you well (laughs) do do you put mcdonald's under um restaurants no, that's not even close that's no that's a I'm similar category like, though like you work no, it's not no one tips you at mcdonald's no 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 but where it's like people that like work at fast food their entire life you know and all that stuff like well you do have a chance to move up like like oh that's like, true adrian yeah like, like, adrian's 18 and he's already a man like if you if you just have to like here's, that is true I here's that. here's where i'm gonna lose a lot of people because i generally am empathetic and i will like usually help people around me like i do a lot of charitable stuff and not just like donating money like i donate my time 
a lot of time. I help people fix and build things. I'll donate toys. We'll go around and deliver. Like I do a bunch of shit and I've always helped out my parents move shit or my friends. Like I'm, I'm always there for people doing things. Like I'm not a cold hearted person, but there are just some people that are useless and they're going to stay that way, but they're going to be the loudest that complain about it. And they're going to overcrowd the people that genuinely do need help. And they, they, they can't get out of their situation because of other factors. Like I said, disability, mental illness, whatever the fuck have you or they have mountain of mountains of medical debt that they just it's just fucking ruin their life and their credit so like there's a bunch of and like i said the fact that everything's getting more expensive inflation's not keeping up with wages like there's a bunch of reasons for people to stay poor in this country but there's also millions of ways to move up like i don't have a college degree i dropped out but i have hard work and ambition i really have a passion for what i'm doing and it's working I don't, I'm not content with where I'm at. So that's why I'm able to move up and I don't have a fucking college degree. And another thing like I must add is like you, you're a very presentable person, right? Like you look like you take care of yourself. Like you don't look like a bum. You dress nicely, you know? I mean, you don't dress like me, but, um, I'm not well, saying, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I, I'm I'm not, not saying I fucking treasure, right. like working on shit. I'm going to get dust and all that other bullshit everywhere. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I know that. But also I'm saying like, I'm not saying I dress. I have better. suits, motherfucker. Don't judge me. Right. Exactly. I'm not saying I dress better. Like I'm, I dress like that because I'm better than you. I just say like, you're just no, not I, wearing I, I as it. nice yeah. of the clothes. Yeah. I, I understand what you're, yeah, yeah. Like on a Saturday morning, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to wear my vest. Yeah, you and my girlfriend will agree. So I'm gonna get right. I'm gonna get one of those <laughs> like one of those hats. Um, which ones? What do you call them? They're like those hats you get on Peter Christian. Do you, Do you know that? Are you familiar with that? No. They're They're like really British. Um, like a top hat. No, they're not a top hat. They're like those kind Fedora, of like a cab hat. They're those kind of like no, like they're. I don't even know how to describe like what they, they're kind of, they're not tweed. They're like, let me see. A straw hat. <laughs> Peter Christian boating hat. hat. Maybe a boating hat. Let me see. Sailor's cap. Oh uh, yeah. Um, the tweed flat caps. You, you know, like, like a dick if you wear those. <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Because I, I don't like to come across as a dick, but. I don't know. Or like the, being, the baker's hats. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like all those stuff. They're, yeah. I, I'm, I, the I, point I, being. I need to get one there of those. Are, <laughs> you should. There are a bunch of different ways that you can help your situation. And unfortunately, you know, even like even like when it's not people's fault, like you have to make sacrifices like. There's millions of things that I would like to buy that I think that would help me, but I can't because I can't fucking afford it. And I'm not going to put myself into mountains of debt just because I want it. No. And that's not even like... I need it. Like it that's, I'm, not, I'm not even talking about people that are poor and want to buy like things that are nice that they can not feel like miserable all the time. Or just like things that, you know, like yourself. a house. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like in the grand scheme of things, you're not going to spiral yourself into debt because you bought a $500 PS5. Like that's just not like, no, if you try to buy it, like if you finance a car for like 10 years at like 12% interest, then, you know, that's a fucking terrible decision. But like, yeah. like splurging on like items like that, if you're poor, I don't think is a bad thing. I think sometimes it'll even motivate you to be better. But if you live above your means and all you spend your money on is weed, alcohol, tattoos, and cigarettes, and you 
you're working at fucking Red Robin and you're wondering why your life's not getting better. Like, there's things you can do. There just is. <laughs> I think tattoos are absolutely retarded. Like, well, I'm just going to say it. Like, like I... if you... You can make... But the thing is, like, you can make money. Like, if you're a tattoo artist, you can make really good money. No, I know. Like, I don't care. I mean, like, I, yeah, so do I respect the, like, the, the, the craftsmanship? Yes, but, like, I... Either way, I think they still look hideous, and I just think that it just it just screams like I need to be different, and I need to be outlandish, you know. What's funny now is that so many people have tattoos. Like they look at people without tattoos, like what the fuck is their what is their deal? <laughs> Which is really funny, dude. Right. The amount of people that like ask me like they're like they're like why don't you have any tattoos? Like it's not like oh I'm surprised you don't have any. They're like why did you not have any? I'm like what? <laughs> like, are you yeah. guys being like? Are you we, had to are go we with the mob society? Exactly. Are the non-tattooed people are gonna be the the fucking. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be like segregation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like you're um, gonna you're gonna see me wearing like my suit and trench coat and top hat, and like I'm gonna be like the 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 rebel, like like the grunge dude. Because <laughs> people think you're gonna shoot up a movie theater. Okay, trench coats are really fucking badass though. Trench coats are ruined. I'm so, like, no one can wear a trench coat anymore. Those have been forever ruined. I bought. Blame Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris for that. And the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, the Terminator. You're, just, you're either a massive dick or you're a fucking homicidal maniac. One of the two. Or you're like an Austrian, you know, homicidal robot. And if you squeeze your trench coat too tightly, we know where you're marching. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, so I got this, this coat. It, it's kind of like a trench coat, but not really. It's it's like it's a suit coat, so like it you can tell it looks different than a trench coat, but it's still, it looks really cool. You know what channel you'd love on YouTube? One. It's called the Gentleman's Gazette. I knew you were gonna recommend some bullshit like that. It's like these three autistic dudes that are showing off fashion from like the like they call it classical fashion. So anything from a classical period of like all these different ascots and different ways to tie or tie and all these different hats and different suits to wear in the summer versus the winter and the proper etiquette to wear your cufflinks and all that shit. You 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 get a kick out of it. I love seasonal clothing. It's nice. Check it out, the Gentleman's Gazette. The Gentleman's Gazette. <laughs> It's the most autistic shit you'll see in your life, but it's really fucking entertaining. Um, you have this, the, the guy's German and he got like a lot of shit for, he kept calling people peasants nah. <laughs> that don't dress in like classical clothing. Oh, no, and he's like, like, what? That's this literally what they were. Like a peasant. It's like, yeah, he's <laughs> exactly. like, he's literally just saying what the time was like. Like, <laughs> You'd mesh well. I would. Yes. Yeah. It's late, but um, and I need to is yeah. sleep. But um, this one was pretty good. Yeah, this is a good one. Yep. Always just keeps getting. Does it get better and better, or does it just keep staying at the same place it's been? I think we're on a constant ride. Yeah, because like, I don't think we've we've ever really done bad. I mean, obviously, let me take a look at the. What we need to do to step it up to the next level is bring on a guest to antagonize. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine three-way audio is going to be a fucking bitch or like whoever we bring on, you better have a fucking mic and know how to record audio. We're oh, not, yeah, definitely. We're not, we're not doing this over the internet calling. It sounds like shit. <laughs> it's, 
and I'm trying to edit together like the three tracks to get them linked. Oh, that's that's easier to do with single recordings. <laughs> um, or if you have like somebody sitting next to you and you're both on the same mic. I feel like if it was two audio tracks. I feel like if it was Adrian, he's probably gonna pull some fuck shit and he's probably gonna start it accidentally like five seconds later and then. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust people without audio skills. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Especially not Adrian. Needs a BFA, five years experience to be on our podcast. Yep. Oh wait, did you notice I posted a playlist of Colombian music on my channel? Yeah, I did. Did you see this? This guy commented like, he was like, he's like, stop depicting Colombia as like, as like this drug paradise and stuff like that. Are you fucking kidding? Right. And then I was telling him, I was like. That's not. He's like, stop glorifying like, you know, you know, like 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 killers. And I'm like, well, okay. I I, I put the thumbnail as the actor and not like the actual Pablo Escobar because I'm showing I'm a fan of the show, not the fan of the narcos themselves. Tell them to go write a letter to Netflix and tell them the same shit. <laughs> right. Well, Dude, so I love how of all the controversial shit that's been said over the hours that we do on these things that's the fucking one i know Stop glorifying colombian drug dealers <laughs> what yeah, i'm like it doesn't like it it's not depicting the narcos as like good people like i don't understand why people like narcos shouldn't be controversial like i don't think it is i think people like i'm just, just like it's just a fun action adventure like kind of like drama with in the middle of colombia with the backdrop of like Pablo Escobar is just like, you know, like, I mean, yeah, do they romanticize thing in, in fictional? Yeah, sure. Cause like they just depict him, you know, he's like a Robin Hood and stuff like that. And like, he's, 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 you know, he's like, he's, he's just on the wrong side. Like, you know, like he's, he has good intentions, but you know, he's just, he's with the, you know, like he's a very, like, he's a very interesting character. Right. Whereas like, I think in real life, he was not as such. Like, I think he was very much more deranged in real life. It's almost why it's called a dramaticization as opposed to a fucking documentary. And also, it's because exactly. people have no fucking nuance. Like, as they see something that's bad, like, oh, whoever did this condoned it. Like, oh, my God. And then I'm just like... And it, uh, they also put, a, like, a warning at the beginning of, like, every episode. Like, this is based on real events, but, like, things have been fictionalized for, like, literary purposes. Because that's yeah, literally they, what that makes... True. They do literally say that. <laughs> Yeah, they give you a warning in front of every episode, so I'm like, no, they warned you. Get over it. Like, this is for the dumbasses that read their shampoo bottle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I got... Other than scrub? I got... Um. Yeah, so here's the comment. It's, please stop with the glorification of war on drugs, drug lords, etc. If there's something that's... that still harm very deep in Colombian cultural integrity, is this kind of stuff. That's it's fucking funny. It's 2022. Colombians want and need to move on from this kind of nonsense. They're much more than drugs, violence, and Hollywood-esque built-up sceneries. There should have been like, if anything, this is more of a criticization on the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also like the collusion of like, literally the, like the government of the host country being like in cahoots with the narcos. Dude, I just I'm imagining like you picking like the compilation of the the greatest American dad scenes and some of the comments like I really don't like how you glorify the CIA. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Wait, I wasn't finished with the comment, though. Uh Uh-oh. He says, so they need more of the Hollywood-esque built-up sceneries. They're brave, beautiful people that deserve so much better than this vague and bitter depiction. Enjoy the music, the art. Go beyond uh, superficiality. Put the images of the composers, the mountains, the beaches, the diversity hidden behind the cliché. And I see his point, how it's like, it's cliche and very typical to think of like, you know, like, like, like Hispanic music and just associating it with like, like drugs and like the cartels and stuff like that. But it's like, I just use that as a, just a way to just give this kind of like artistic flair to the playlist, you know, like, like, Ooh, like it's just, it's, it's set in Colombia and it's like Pablo Escobar. It's just, he's just, he's a famous person. Like he was literally the richest person in like, like, right. You know? He's the most famous Colombian of all time. There's like name another Colombian that you know. I mean, I know some other Colombians. But, like, do you? <laughs> you know, like no. other than just the people that were in the narco show. Yeah, I'll just name other narcos. <laughs> right, which like you know aren't even necessarily historically accurate. I mean, like so you, the you, entire you, problem was just using his picture in the song compilation. Yeah, because like who else am I gonna put? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole point is that. And also because, like, the name of the playlist, I guess he took the issue with that. But I'm like... <laughs> what did you name it? It's called Colombian Vibes, The Ultimate Narcos Experience. But also, I'm like, I'm showing that, like, <laughs> it's the... But I'm saying it's, like, the vibes of the show, not, like... Uh... You know, like... <laughs> not the actual narcos in real life. Because, like, a lot of these songs were in the show... You should put a put him in like a heart picture frame. Like that would be even funnier. Or it's like him and his wife, you know, like <laughs> like like Pablo plus Tata forever. <laughs> yeah, then like have like a cute face, like Pablo and his wife dancing in the fly, like some shit like that. Yeah, that's, and it's playing like the 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 Spanish love song or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna do that. It's like, did you listen to the Narcos theme song? It's fucking beautiful. It is actually though. <laughs> Okay, so, but I got that, though, and then I got this other comment from another Colombian. He said, I approve this playlist as a Colombian from the same place where Pablo Escobar was born. Ha ha. God. That is epic. I, I was instantly thumbs that up. I'm all for stereotypes, so this is just a... Yeah, like, I mean, like, stereotypes are based in some sort of truth. It's like, would I go to Colombia? Yes. Would I go anywhere without a guide? Fuck no. <laughs> got a lot better, though. Until they just, you know, elected this fucking socialist, but whatever. They're not Venezuela, I'll say that. It might become Venezuela, you never know. Because that's the problem with these countries, is that, like, they could get fined, and then it's like, in the next in the next 20 years, you know, we're going back to, you know. I don't know how much meddling we do in South America anymore. So I don't know how much of it is still our fault. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much we meddle everywhere just because we're the most like influential and important country worldwide. Like we're literally we everywhere, do. you know. I know. It's really fucking annoying. Like can we – I just want to live a day without everybody not wanting to kill us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, is that, like I think foreign aid is just stupid. Yeah. Like it's just it's, – that's not our business essentially. And it's like, are we... Fortnite's, the only reason why it's dumb is because it could potentially start a fucking war, which is really stupid. Exactly. And also, it's like, are it's like are, are we helping these people? You know? It's like, yes. But nope. it's also, it's like... 
well, it's no, I mean, per- it's not, no, but it's even not it, helping. No, but even if you are, it's like people just make money off of it. Like they're not doing it. And also that. And it's like, also, it's like, why don't you just focus on like our own country? Like, like in our own people. You know, like, why do you need to send, like, a billion dollars to Ukraine? Like, what? why? We should not even be anywhere Exactly, like you said, conflict. it'll literally just cause a war. <laughs> because, like, Ukraine's not a, f- like, again, the government, not the fucking people. Like, they're not a government you want to help. <laughs> oh, no, they're, like I said, they're a kleptocracy. And I don't even want to mm. entertain the idea of what would happen if we went to war with Russia. Like, I can't imagine how many people would die. I'm looking and up fucking, the... I feel like at least a billion people would probably die. I'm looking at the... Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Sorry, I was looking up... I wanted to see what the... um The Google definition of kleptocracy is. Cause I, steal everything. I know what it is. Okay, it says in a... Ah, yes, okay. Cause I, oh, yes. I feel like, Google. okay. I feel like I, I explained it, but not well enough. So it is cause a lot of people are confused when I say that term. So according to Wikipedia in a kleptocracy, corrupt politicians enrich themselves secretly outside the rule of law through kickbacks. That's literally everyone though. Well, I hadn't finished kickbacks, bribes, and special favors, or they simply direct state funds to themselves and their associates. Also, kleptocrats. Literally everyone. Also, kleptocrats often export much of their profits to foreign nations in anticipation Literally of losing everyone. power. Right. So we're in a kleptocratic state. That's like the entire. That's so vague, though. That's literally every single fucking any any person with power does all of those things at the same time. No, but it's like add to it, like it's like all the elections are just bullshit. Again. <laughs> <laughs> everyone does it well yeah but it's like it's it's like clear though i find it very amusing talking about elections how people on the right thinks that china fuck with our elections and people on the left thinks that russia fuck with our elections yet they still want you to vote so doesn't matter what side you pick some country fuck with our elections so yeah i mean no i think it was within the country i don't think it was like God. i don't i don't buy into any of the china or the russia i'm like that's stupid like what? I just, it's like no, but also really all, trying to sell this voting thing, but also trying to accuse both sides of not being a fair election. So no, but but also I'm like, if Russia like hacked our election, our election, sorry, how would we like not number one know that, and number two, it's like how it's like d- does Russia have like like we could just override it? Like they don't have like we have sovereignty over our own country, like. Well, like I said, they have to keep the illusion going that we actually have free elections in this country. So they have to, like, when it doesn't go whoever's way, they just had to find a scapegoat. And China and Russia are the biggest scapegoats because they're known for hacking. So there you go. And we hate both of them. Well, I, f- I don't, I, dude, I'm always back and forth about who hates Russia and who hates China. It's very confusing. Them, so. It's so oh, confusing. Again, the government's not the people. Yes, obviously. Um, you yeah, know, but like the whole history of like just post World War Two foreign relations between countries is so complicated. It's just like it's 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 so much to take in. And it's like to process. It's like what? 
And like, it's like, well, we're not going to pretend that we're not in a proxy war with both these fucking countries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While owing China so much fucking money. Yep. And I think that's probably the only reason why we haven't, like, escalated into a major war is because we owe them so much goddamn money. They rely on us at this point, and we obviously rely on them heavily for all of our industries. Yeah. Well, if they didn't have slave labor, then I don't think they could do it. Yeah, no shit, but that doesn't mean anything because we still do it. <laughs> but I'm like, why don't we just fucking make shit here? Because <laughs> it's expensive, man. Yeah. Why would you pay an American at least minimum wage when you can have some fucking Asian bitch do it for a hostage of her family? <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, that's just, <laughs> that's fucked. Uh, like. All right, I'm tired though because I just took some melatonin like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Tell your liver good night. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye.